Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- I a bachelor. Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, Organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knutson crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Everything is about to change. This week in paradise is going to be very different. Quite honestly, it may never go back to be the way it was before. What the f- is going on? Ladies, you'll be packing your bags because you're leaving paradise. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And we are knee deep in the Sauce Wars again. Maybe oh we're even waist deep at this point. Dark Lord Palmer. <laughs> there is so much sauciness going on. I can't even keep up. The the Twitter saucing, so, or social media tea is out of control. It's now every episode. The edit is being contradicted by players who are in it. Every episode. I mean, I thought maybe we'd see this once or twice in the next two or three years on a, a really bad edit. It is now happening yeah. every the worst villain. 
every edit, every uh, episode, and it's happening on things like uh, Sarah Hammer just tweeted Sally out. Sally's suitcase. Yeah, Sally's suitcase is a bad one, but Sarah Hammer just tweeted out tonight that date didn't remotely go like that, referring to her, her date with Logan. I don't know how it went. But or if it even what? went bad, like that edit wasn't even bad. It was like okay, it just seemed, seems like a regular date. Um, yeah, but she tweeted She's out, like, "We did not make out. That was deep fake technology. <laughs> this is the first season with deep fakes." <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the discrepancies were, but I mean that's the level we're at. Where even Aaron Clancy, yeah, third e- audience, yes. Golden Boy, God, exactly. He's tweeting out. What did he tweet? Oh, that they didn't show the part of his conversation where he was trying to de-escalate with pizza. Yes. It's an astounding time to be alive in our beloved game, in our nation. And there's even another thing that happened in the Sauce Wars. Unprecedented. Danny Padilla, (laughs) the star of Listen to Your Heart, one of the biggest YouTube followings of any player from any of the games within our beloved game, he was spotted and photographed on an airplane wearing a Sauce Wars t-shirt. The person who took the photograph was him and this photograph is available <laughs> on his stories right now everyone should go follow him and check it out wow yeah. <laughs> danny fucking padilla strikes again no, what a legend he is a legend we can't thank you enough danny padilla for getting out there and repping the sauce wars in the merch and if anybody else would like to pick up some sauce wars stuff you can go to gameofroses.co get it there you can adorn yourself in the same fineries Worn by Danny Padilla aboard airplanes nationwide. Comfortable enough to wear on a plane. That has to be your coziest t-shirt. That is true. Or as Clues would call it, a sweatshirt. I mean, it's not to that (laughs) degree, okay? At any rate. Okay. (laughs) Now we're going to do what we came here for. We have a huge uh, two episodes to break down for you, and a lot happened to them. So here we go. And now... Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. Buongiorno. That was in the promo. <laughs> that was in the promo. A lot was in the promo. We see uh, this is for episode six. Galvin is a waste of time. Uh, it's dramatic. Izzo and Clancy are fighting. Someone needs a medic. The Bongiorno line is uttered. Who's going to get the rose? Who's going to go home brokenhearted? Then the biggest twist in paradise history. Something that happens every week on Love Island, by the way. Or uh, every season on Love Island, by the way. Will the men stay faithful? Will the women uh, go on a rampage? <laughs> that question is asked. We see <laughs> Chin tearsing. Parisi is not doing this. Chin wants out. Sobbing. Uh, will there be anything left to paradise? Everyone is tearsing. We're ready to burn paradise down, someone says, and then we're going to find out right now what happens on BIP. And we get the intro videos. Uh, Ashley and Jared are still in the intro. She's tearsing over a picture of their son, and Jared is consoling her. So there's still characters this deep into the fucking season in this game. I can't believe they filmed this many intro videos for them, too. That's a lot of work to go into something barely anyone will notice is even different. But also, they don't have anything to do. It's not like players who are being constantly ushered around and like, you have to go have this guy chat and this girl chat and you have to go sabotage this relationship. You have to pretend to like this person so they can just like fuck around with them all day. Hey, we're just going to go shoot like 10 intros with you this afternoon. All right. You know what? It's giving me a, a conspiracy town. Oh. They shoot multiple intro videos for everyone. And for them, they just couldn't pick their favorite. They were like, you know what? Let's be a little spicy. Let's do each version that could 
potentially be? We'll never know. But portion one begins. It is daytime. We see Justin Glaze. He's getting the colorful narrator here in an ITM that the guys are looking bad. Rodney calls uh, the next rose ceremony a bloodbath, and they call it the red rose ceremony. Very Game of Thrones. Justin Glaze. Thank you for this Game of Thrones reference. Fantastic I love work. it. But it's also something that we're going to see again and again. Casey then ITMs that five guys are going home tonight reinforces the massacre, red wedding, bloodbath terminology. This is something that producers have definitely encouraged, probably scripted. And he tells us that Logan and James are not secure. Olio then ITMs that a lot of guys are going home tonight, including maybe him. He says this is his first day when he felt alone and he might be going home if he can't find someone. And then... <laughs> He walks over to the bar <laughs> where Wells is waiting to, oh to be God. his fucking confessor. And Olio... Oh, Gone with the Wind Olio impression really hit me. That was great. <laughs> this whole fucking... I mean, Olio at this point needs to get an acting gig after this. This entire thing, he's just literally acting a script. He walks over to Wells in this part and he's like, well... I didn't think uh, Sierra would leave. Now I'm in this position where I want to stay, but I don't know how to do it. I, well, I know how to do it. Michael Olio, you are the protected player. You're the grocery store of the season. You cannot leave. Try to leave. I encourage you. Try, try to, to walk off the beach. It won't happen. You will be laughed and pulled back by producers. For all we know, he might have tried to <laughs> yeah. get off, and they just haven't included it. They had to pay him a million dollars to stay. And then, By the way, if you're any player and you are not paired up, you should absolutely be having chats exactly like this with Wells if you can and make them as dramatic as possible so that you might, too, get what happens to Olio. But see, like, I don't even think that this could happen. I, this is all scripted. Like, I don't think you get the Wells conversation without producers being like, okay, we're doing the Wells conversation and action. Um, you think Wells is only working at the bar when the camera is on him? 100%. I don't think Wells no, is just right. out there right. chilling, you know. He's basically a host. He's like a sub-host, a lesser demon, if you will, in the pantheon of Dark Lords. He's like a familiar. <laughs> what? Sorry. Wells. What's a familiar? A familiar is what, like, witches can sometimes have them, you, like uh, the cat that Side a witch cat? has. Yeah, but it's usually like a subversion of whatever they are, not as powerful, but will, like, do their bidding and help them and shit. So, oh, like the golden compass? I don't think... Like they had little critter... Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. like that. Like vampires have familiars that can be like humans that want to become vampires because vampires can't go out in the day. So they get this... They did not have this in Vampire Diaries or Twilight. Well, so those Twilight vampires could go in the sun. They're That's only... That's the canon. That's the vampire canon we got. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'd, I'd <laughs> ask you to go back and look at something called Dracula. But... <laughs> Anyways, we digress. Let's we have a game to break down here. Wells asks Olio what he's looking for, and Olio says he's looking for someone who understands his situation, uh, meaning that he is a widower and leaving without a connection is unfinished business. So he wants to stick around. Again, he's already laid out this fucking strategy that he cannot form a meaningful relationship without hurting somebody because he has these walls due to his prior grief. He has already laid that out, and now it's just being there was ignored. a semi implication. That Sierra was coming on too strong. Yeah, it was her fault. Sure, um, they tried to lay this piece no, of logic. No, I'm just saying out. that is a, that is a sub strategy that they put in the document. By they, you mean producers? Yeah. 
There was a lot of they going around tonight in uh, the second episode that we're going to recap, and we're going to be getting to that for sure. But this idea to me that they're saying Olio now wants to stay, he can't leave Paradise, that it would be unfinished business, it's like, motherfuckers, you fucking put him on that screen telling us that he is incapable of forming a relationship without hurting somebody because of his grief. Why now is he there trying to do that exact same thing? And I know that I don't think that's actually true, the grief wells. I think that's something they just made up to logically piece out why Sierra is now leaving. I don't think it's a real thing. I think it's something I mean, they told him to say. Sierra's reaction on Twitter also makes me think that. Absolutely correct. She is now a soldier She was in the weighing in the sauce wars. Oh, Marlena was too. Yes. There are plenty of people. We're going to be covering all of these shots fired in the sauce wars yeah. in uh, this week in Bachelor Nation at the end of the week because there's so many. And I'm sure there's going to be more coming out tomorrow. seems like daily this is happening. At any rate, night falls. The men meander down the beach into the cocktail party before this rose ceremony. Brandon ITMs. Again, it's going to be a massacre. Izzo tells the other guys he doesn't feel good going into the cocktail party. The women show up. Shanae's excited. She's ITMing that Logan is stepping it up, but it's going to be a hard decision between him and Bonsall. DLP emerges to ask them how their second week went. He knows they went through one of the wildest, most dramatic weeks of all time in paradise, but let's talk about Jared and Ashley. And then they <laughs> enter the fucking cocktail party. Still here, still soaking up the screen time, and Ashley's like, oh, we had a great time here. It was awesome. And she tells he all the calls players, them two legends, the yeah. farters. He's like, how was that creamy Caesar? <laughs> Ashley Iaconetti just fucking bends over and starts farting at each of them, <laughs> her trademark. Then she sits on the ground and pees her pants. Look, they got, just they like, got a higher episode order. They got to fill it. Yeah, this is married life, guys. This is what it's like. This is, what this is the dream. So uh, Ashley basically tells everybody her only suggestion is don't self-eliminate. You never know what can happen in paradise. And DLP makes a joke about their second child being Great praising a, of the process, Ashley. Yeah. I, I mean, she's a all-star player at all times even when she's in quotes farting and peeing in the sand but dlp makes this joke about their second child being a bbrbb that's a boom boom room baby <laughs> and we get an itm from them about how they did in fact consummate oh. in the bbr and finally alio says in an itm that they're bachelor royalty and proof you should never give up on love so that's giving us a little foreshadowing here we know he'll be around they leave and i wrote are they gone now, finally, for good? And it seems yes, that they are. because Ashley and I tweeted that they're done. Okay. And they weren't in the next uh, series of intro videos either. They took them out. DLP then tells the players that five guys are going home in this rose ceremony. So, fellows, it's time to go to work. If you're not coupled up tonight, you will be going home. He initiates the cocktail party. Brandon and Serene love level three each other. They're solidified. Clancy ITMs that there are some people who will be doing a last-ditch effort to get the rose. Bonsall explains to Wells that going home would suck. <laughs> and we get some one-on-one -on -one time between Shanae and Logan. She's wearing his bracelet as an anklet. This was his good luck charm that he gave to her in the last episode. He's excited about her. She feels it. Bonsall ITMs that seeing them holding hands I like sucks. this miniature move by her, by the way. It's a subtle thing to take someone's bracelet mm. and then use it as an anklet it's kind of like tarnishing it a little bit <laughs> and also it allows her to do this move where like he's going to come in and be like she's not wearing the bracelet and then she's like no i am so he'll be and relieved. it's also an options open play because no other dude is going to be like looking at your ankles and be like whose bracelet is that on your ankle <laughs> if it's not a bracelet they're not going to notice it you know what i mean so not 
What do you mean? Guys love anklets. Yeah. That's all I've learned from House of the Dragon. (laughs) I still haven't seen this week. No spoilers, Oh, my God. No spoilers. I'm going to watch it later tomorrow. Uh, Bonsall then ITMs that seeing them holding hands sucks. They make out. There's a kiss here. Bonsall ITMs that he is fighting to the nail for Shanae and his actions can help prove that. And then we get this one-on-one time with Shanae and Bonsall. He brings her to a mini date with a producer setup taste test. Bunch of shrimp. This is a callback to her food identity from Bachelor 26. Uh, shrimp gate we all remember i'm sure and we get some <laughs> old footage from it in fact and then bonso blindfolds her and she goes through these various shrimp taste tests and this is i mean it's just such a strange thing they keep calling back these shrimp gate i guess maybe you could say is a big deal but they also keep calling back the rodney thing with the apple of his eye and they're doing all these apple puns no one oh, remembers God. it no one remembers that that's not any part of his job it's not he has never eaten an apple. Like, yeah. there's no. Also, we have seen this mini date activity so many times where someone will blind bring them food or blindfold them and bring them food. And Bonsall does a mini error here because often the last food, quote unquote, will be their kiss. I mean, oh, right. maybe it's rubbing up against. They some should have lady things, entranced a, a shrimp. I thought he was going to do that. They should have found a super long shrimp and Lady in the Tramped it. (laughs) It's really thick, too. (laughs) It's like a horn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Takes him 30 minutes to get to the middle. Uh, Bonsall loads love level one for Shanae, though. A spark I haven't felt in a long time. Portion two, we see kissing between Jacob and Jill, Lace and Rodney. We see... Pizza says I might be misreading it, but I think I have a chance with Serene. And then they play this record scratch sound. Just 100% fool at it. We see Serene and Brandon make out. We see Brittany, Love Level 1, Andrew Spencer. And Casey starts loading this storyline. And Casey has somehow managed to be a floater in Bachelor in Paradise, which is kind of hard to do. And he starts a storyline that I love. <laughs> First of all, he ITMs, Pizza's a complete douchebag. And we cut to Pizza going, she said she's here for Instagram, TikTok, she's dry like toast. And Casey ITMs that he wants to be the hero. So he tattles on Pizza to Brittany, setting up this rivalry. And he tells Brittany, he called you a clout chaser. Make sure he gets put on blast. <laughs> And we see Brittany ask Andrew Spencer about the rumor. He calls it a last-ditch effort. Brittany then pulls pizza. Is like, why are you telling everyone I'm a clout chaser? And pizza says our convos have felt one-sided. And she says, you were fishing for compliments. Tried to kiss me a few minutes in. And he's saying it doesn't add up. Something about sob stories. And she said, you were so prepared. It's like you were planning for this. He... He has scripted lines. Of course he's prepared. He's yelling Baban Giorno on his exit. She accuses him of uh, like an early PTC play and all this. He even says when she's like, you're planning all this. He's like, yeah, I've planned to come here. Everyone has. It's it's an interesting attack because it can very easily be turned back on you. She planned to come there too. Everybody plans to come there. Everyone does. You have to quit your job. Uh... He says his biggest regret is taking her on a date. And 
And then he says, black is my favorite color, referencing how she said they never talked about small things like favorite color. And Jill says this is a whole ad for his pizza thing. And then we see this scene between Aaron Clancy and pizza, which is the one that Aaron is tweeting about. We don't really see much of it. And Izzo basically in this conversation um, maintains that she only talked about her TikTok and Instagram on their date and asked him nothing about himself. And Peter Izzo's doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on this rumor that Brittany Galvin is a clout-chasing Instagram fame-type person was my... Error, 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 error of the game. He just sinks himself. And I don't know that anybody would have given him a rose anyway, but it's like at this point, there's no way you're coming back from this. And I don't know if he's trying to like go out with a bang or what, but it Mm -hmm. just seems like he completely wasted his time in paradise to me. It seems like a Hail Mary blaze of glory and Peter Izzo's whole season was my <laughs> error, 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 error of the game. I think there's not one moment of this that he played well, except maybe yelling Bongiorno when he left. <laughs> yeah. He got in a catchphrase and he said it when he came too, didn't he? When he arrived. He definitely had some line on the intro. I don't remember exactly what it was. But yeah, top to bottom, not playing a very 4TRR game. And we hear someone saying, oh, first Casey says that Peter is just justifying a bad date. Jill says, fuck you. And she joins all the girls. And Brittany says to Peter, it's best if you just go. This is grocery store and is disgruntled females all over again. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. They literally are just taking something from the old season. They basically said, season seven worked pretty good. Let's just yeah. do that exact same thing again. Yes. Great. Who's our grocery store? It's Michael Olio. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the uh, Brennan Rice and Piper James? That'll be Peter Izzo. Great. Who's going to be Demi, et cetera, et cetera. Whoever was part of GSJ's yeah. Disgruntled Females. It'll be uh, Jill Chin and Brittany Galvin and whoever. I mean, they literally are just remaking the exact same shit. And all of these people are yeah. acting. They have Jacob enter the same way as Kenny. Jill says, you're not going to get a rose tonight. You're slandering someone. You're screaming tomato. Ew, bye. And we hear someone say, I feel dizzy. <laughs> It's cutting back before between the disgruntled females and this dizzy storyline, and it's Casey who is dizzy. <laughs> and he Casey is having his Am I the Drama moment and says that he is like getting stressed about starting this whole tattle story that is getting into this whole thing. And then and Genevieve joins the disgruntled females and is screaming, and then Casey performs an IFI. He faints, he falls to the ground. And this was my play, 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 play of the game. I am now convinced after this that 
this is the best way to go out of the game if you are not partnered up. It is so dramatic. He gets this, he ends up getting this goodbye scene with Michael Olio, his friend. It's this plausible deniability of, or of not self-eliminating like a loser. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was so good. And I was very impressed with Casey for this. I was too. Like you're saying, it's hard to be a floater in paradise. That's kind of impressive. I didn't think he did any like super strong play until this. This tattle was a very yeah. strong play. It erupted into one of the most dramatic moments, at least of this episode. And then to self-eliminate like this, to know, hey, I'm not getting a fucking rose from anybody. Let's just yeah. take a flop. Let me just take a spill, get some damage on me, and see what it, what can be done here. Yeah, and get some damage on you. God damn. <laughs> it was beautifully done. And I will say, I think this was a real one. Because we've now seen yeah. in his social media, he's wearing a cast and shit. And I think he even said that he had like some broken bones or broken a bad bones spra- in sprain or something. Places. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it was, but Paradise like this is dangerous. Yeah, he. Well, I mean, this could have been self-inflicted. You know what I mean? Was it a real pass out? I don't know. The leg injury seems real. I don't know about the pass out, but nonetheless, um, mm-hmm. that fact was achieved. Oh, you think it was an accident? Yeah, I think maybe he was like, "Fuck it." Let me just take a, a dive. And then he was like, yeah. oh, fuck, I hit the wrong angle and I really did fuck myself up. I don't know. Yeah, I would faint on the beach. That's that's a good go-to place. Yeah. Maybe the fainting was Softer. real. We'll never know, but definitely the IFI I don't know. was Either real. way, it is my play of the game. Absolutely. It's fantastic. I, I, I couldn't agree. It's not my play of the game, but I absolutely loved it. I was very surprised and shocked to see this coming from Casey. <laughs> I thought that this was a play, frankly, out of his range. But he pulled it off. Yeah, he's been doing mostly just colorful narrator stuff the whole time. Portion three, Jill Chen. Her faceplate is out of this world. I I write faceplate of the game a million times for her every yeah. episode. We see this red shirt medic come in to check on Casey. Not my bystander, but still made a little impact. And... <laughs> Casey says something here about his IFI. It was more circumstantial than physically. I was like, what? I think he was talking about like it was that he was getting overwhelmed with the stress of the situation more than having some kind of, uh, I don't know, heart Heart palpitation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know know what he's talking about exactly, but it seemed semi-medical. But he then realizes he has a real physical injury on his ankle. Yeah. And we have Golden Boy, Alio, ITM. Brittany has a history of people spreading false rumors. I'm like, yeah, who who did that? Who spread false rumors about Brittany? They did. Alio then goes into the ambulance and he tells Casey uh, that he did the right thing with the tattle. They hug and then the ambulance drives off into the night. Casey is dismissed. There's only going to be four executions now at the... Blood red rose ceremony of death or whatever the fuck they're calling it. Izzo then ITMs that he was used and played out. Galvin tells the other woman that she doesn't want the saga to continue. Izzo doesn't deserve to be there. And the guys gear up to have this talk with Izzo. This is, again, the grocery store Joe thing playing itself out once more. And uh, But Jacob is the grocery store. Yeah, Rapini is the grocery store here. Rapini! They learned their lesson with the real grocery store, I think. They didn't want to have Olio be the guy leading this charge. Yes, exactly. They they are taking him out of that job. Now, if you're the grocery store, it's just like, it's basically like a dream come true. Anything you want at all times, and you never have to do anything for it. But uh, Rapini ITMs that he's going to go full Tarzan. 
and come to the woman's rescue. Izzo needs to learn about humility and respect. And this is, uh, again, I, I wrote down my notes. It's the grocery store Joe thing. And then we see Rapini leading <laughs> Logan and Bonsall and Rodney. They approach Izzo, and they tell him he's got to go. He says, no way. He's going to only leave the beach if it's on his terms. <laughs> then he says goodbye. So I guess it was on his terms. But now it's my time to say goodbye. He's like, I was going to quit on you. Yeah, exactly. I wish he had fainted here. <laughs> Me, I fire you, I quit. That kind of thing. Jill Chin says, goodbye, ugly. Izzo turns around at the gates to hell and screams into the night, bonjourno bitches. Peter's Pizzeria. <laughs> pizza King is out. I'm sorry for laughing. Look, there's some terrible allegations against this man. So I shouldn't laugh, but I did like this line. Bonjourno. You rarely see something like that in The Bachelor now because it's a, such a 4TWR, like yeah, insane play. So for sure. I agree. It was entertaining. But we then move on. Izzo is gone from our beloved game, Rapini ITMs, that Bonjourno means good morning. He doesn't know why he said it at night. I thought this was a good dig. They got it in him here. And Izzo gets in the car while he ITMs that there were no women he was physically attracted to. Brittany then ITMs Joy at Izzo's self-elimination. The cocktail party resumes with Spencer ITMing that even with the guys being eliminated, there's still only one available woman. But Brittany has shown interest in him, and he's going to seize his opportunity. We get this one-on-one time with Andrew Spencer and Brittany Galvin. They sit on this daybed. She ITMs that she didn't want to ruin something. He was starting with Teddy, but she hopes now that Teddy is gone, um, he could be invested in her. Ashley and Jared told them to say something if you feel something. And so we get a bunch of making out after this, a bunch of kissing with them on the daybed. And we cut to a casting card. Is your love life a comedy or a tragedy? Either way, we can help. <laughs> really? I don't know. I don't know yeah, want to date help. one of our socios? <laughs> yeah. It's basically like, are you Michael Olio? If not, don't come to paradise. We'll oh, fucking murder yeah. you. Yeah, for real. Uh, <laughs> and Olio says, all I really need is a few more people to have a really horrible night in order to get the numbers going even more in his favor. And he ITMs, wonder if I'd spent more time with Brittany. Maybe I'd have a chance, basically. And he's sad that he may be out of, out of time here. He says goodbye to Genevieve. Awesome meeting you. I love this play to do your like doomsday goodbyes before every rose ceremony. And Genevieve's like, stop. And then someone enters the beach, an angel from above to Cinderella type music. Who is it? Neonatal nurse Danielle Maltby. Before she comes in, he ITMs, he has no prospects, and he needs a paradise miracle. Mm. Who provides the miracles in paradise? Is it the good Lord above? Is it Wells. Satan below? It basically is the producers. It's, it's Wells. And of course he's going to get a miracle every fucking time because he's the grocery store. He is Michael Olia. But yes, you're right. Daniel Maltby comes in. She is the Paradise Miracle. She is from season 21. We get no Dark Lord Palmer greeting at the gates to hell, and she's officially registered as the 27th Sand of Bachelor in Paradise season 8. They bring her in specifically here for Alia, specifically to keep him mm -hmm. in this game. This is not as blatant, I don't think, as the producer rose that was generated from thin air for Natasha Parker last season. No, it's not Big Polly, but... It's the exact same thing it's in my mind. very close, in my opinion. They send her in 
telling her, okay, you're going to go in now, and this rose is going to Michael Olio. That's a demand. She doesn't have a choice in that. I mean, Wells ITM, she's an old friend of his, which they don't do a flashback where he's kissing Danielle. Uh, but I think she'll be perfect for Michael Olio. They've both been through a lot. They're the sweetest person. He says they're the same person with different genitalia, so they should be together. And that's why mm. Wells is never going to be the host of the show. Can you imagine Dark Lord Palmer saying that they're the same person with different genitalia? Absolutely not. No, he would never. And by the way, when he... Yes, respectful game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll get to the Casa Amor thing with Dark Lord Palmer. But, I mean, he was just drinking in the suffering. He is fueled by it now. I don't even think he can eat regular human food anymore. No, he is exasperated. He's like, I'm so sorry. No. But I, no. We'll get to happening. his exact dialogue, but he's saying okay. things like, I'm so happy to see all of these different unions forming. It happy. seems like you're truly growing together. He's saying how happy he is that then he, yeah, he fucking is. immediately happy executes sure. them. We'll get to He's it. He's like, I'm so happy, but unfortunately this is happening. That's kind of Unfortunately, sad. he's taking so pleasure in the this announcement. We will get to it. Olio <laughs> ITMs seeing a beautiful blonde, but he doesn't know who it is. Then he does in fact know. He says, uh, Paradise provides. He says that line. You know, we have a line here on Game of Roses that we say from time to time, the pit provides in reference to mm -hmm. many things in my own life, including 30-pound dumbbells that I bought from Blake Ellerby um, and Olio, during the pandemic. Olio was part of that birthday video that Grace Ann made for me. He may be in the pit. He may be in the pit. I believe this was uh, an homage. I believe this was coded language, essentially saying he is in the pit. <laughs> Olio... <laughs> <laughs> Olio then ITM seeing, uh, or sorry, Olio oh, then ITM <laughs> feeling defeated, but of now course, there's hope. A clue. <laughs> what a cool opportunity. It's so crazy. Uh, all scripted, of course. Wells smiles as he fixes Olio and Daniel Maltby margaritas. Wells then gets an ITM qualifying Maltby as, in quotes, the sweetest, best person he knows, and she would be perfect for Michael, and they both deserve to find the perfect person for them. He says they're both the sweetest people he's ever met. And this is the thing you're talking about. Same person with different genitalia. They should be together. He literally says they should be together. This is the producers here essentially telling us through this script that she is qualified to give this rose they've sent in with her to this season's grocery store. Not only that, this relationship is valid because of these mm -hmm. various things. They have all these similarities. And we don't just get this from Wells. This happens throughout the entire episode. They force guys into guy chats about it. You know how many times I've sat around oh with like God. three or four of my other guy friends and discussed the validity of another friend's relationship and how they're great together. And they both deserve happiness. Never happened in my life. I mean, that is something that my girlfriends do. But <laughs> 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 anyway, I can't relate. Uh, no, but. For real, there were every single person was giving Michael Olio a, a complo in in the document this episode. It was absurd and made me think he has something on the producers. I mean, the amount that they're like really putting him out there, like this guy mm -hmm. is amazing. This guy deserves love, and this is what you should want to happen. It's like. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I understand. You can ease off the gas on that one, producers. But they don't ever ease off no. the gas with anything they're doing. They just aren't we subtle in any way. And 
unfortunately, our beloved game requires a subtle hand. It does. And there is now there is now like a discourse on Twitter of like people being annoyed at Alio for what he has essentially done to Sierra. And you and I were de- were debating this in our live before this about like whether they knew he would get that kind of blowback. And we both kind of settled on no, that they thought, let's just promote him as we did grocery store. Yeah. Let's just. They don't understand. People can see through the cuts now. They can see through yeah. the edits. The thing you put on screen is not what we're watching anymore. We're watching what you're doing behind the screen. <laughs> I think a lot of people are. Yeah. It's like you can't. And it, I'm not even just talking about like people in the pit. Obviously, we are. That's like why we watch the fucking show. <laughs> But I'm saying the general audience now, I think, is watching it in a similar way, at least a little bit. And yeah, now they're trying to promote this guy as their hero player, and it's not working. Through no fault of his. I want to make that very clear. Yeah. Olio doesn't have a choice in this edit either. He's literally just showing up on Paradise, and like things are going well. He's having a I'm fun time. I'm not even time. sure he's aware of it based on his tweet to Genevieve. <laughs> I don't think he is either. He's just like, oh, fuck, Paradise was super fun. And I don't know if he's with Daniel or not at the end of this or with anybody else. I don't know what the ultimate outcome was for him. Yeah. But I think he's sincere in just being like, oh, I had a great fucking time. And then this edit yeah. comes out, and now he's getting flack for all this shit. And he's like, I was just doing what they told me. I don't fucking know. You know? We then get Alio saying in his ITMs that he never met Danielle in person, because otherwise that would be a Brendan Piper situation. But we have spoken before just as friends and never about Instagram numbers, even though we're both influencers. Yeah, never about romance or Instagram numbers. It has been platonic, so we've never attempted to make this a relationship. This was not a relationship outside the show. We definitely didn't talk about bachelorship podcasts or Instagram followers or money <laughs> or not anything else. It was just trading certain recipes for salads. That's all we discuss. Very friendly. <laughs> and grief. Yeah, and our griefs. But uh, in this one-on-one time, they each compliment one another on how cute they are. He says he's totally interested in getting to know her. Basically, all exes are here. No other choice, really. And uh, he says it's up to her, which it's obviously not. The producers, again, have forced her to give this rose. If she had said... She's probably a, not even allowed to pull anyone else. To oh, chat. absolutely not. I think if she would have told them <clears throat> when they're like, you have to give all your... Will you give all your, your rose? They probably asked. If she would have said like, well, I have, I have some other options too. I'd like to talk to some other guys. Next, put her back in the cage. Get another She's one. Like, oh, I was thinking Rapini. Yeah, Rapini <laughs> has really caught my eye. If she would have said anything like that, they lock her back in her room and get the next one. Bring her in. You're going to give your rose to fucking Olio. Yes or no? Well, I don't know. I was thinking some other guys. Put her back in the cage. Get another one. They just keep going until they find, <coughs> you know. Oh, my God. Somebody do so their sinister. I like to think she was the first one they asked. And they didn't cage anyone. I think she probably was. Well, I mean, fuck Alexa Ray Caves. Never forget. <sighs> Poor Alexa. DLP emerges with <laughs> 10 tings. You're telling me this motherfucker is pure, is innocent? This motherfucker did 10 did you... tings. Look, I noticed the tings, but did you see how he was holding the knife after yes, the tings? Yes, I did. It was very strange, like he's... Like, he, he doesn't even want to be doing the dark things. See, I thought he was holding it like almost a threat. Like, what he really wants to be doing is fucking taking some cuts at people. It was, you know, it was my biggest note for him in the episode because it did look strange. It looked like a sword. Yeah. 
situation. Yeah. That's life. He'll, he'll get better. He will. Portion five begins. It's raining lightning out. The rose ceremony begins. All OITMs that it's rare he's ever interested in a woman. We just saw him doing all kinds of initial love levels with Sierra Jackson. Am I crazy? She gave him three stars. Yeah, she purchased celestial objects for this man. <laughs> He's not interested in her. Okay, DLP says that the two of that uh, two of the guys are going to be living in paradise, and we see the rose ceremony. Serene gives a rose to Brandon, Jill to Jacob, Lace to Rodney, and they make her call him the apple of my eye here. Genevieve gives hers to Aaron. Shanae gives hers to Logan with a kiss. Victoria gives hers to Johnny. Brittany gives hers to Andrew and the big mystery, Danielle. Who will she give a rose to? It's Michael Olio. Clancy then gets an ITM that it's sad to see his dynamic duo fall apart with Bonsall, but he's happy for Michael because they're deserving of love. So even the guy who gets wronged basically by this, his dynamic duo partner is cast aside. Still Clancy has to say, no, that's okay because Olio deserves love. Even now Clancy is is forced to fucking uphold the narrative in the document. And now oh. we get to see this play out, Clancy without Bonsall, to see who was really right, and I feel like he's still shining. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying he's an all-star player. I'm saying he's an all-star player made stronger by the dynamic well, duo. Okay, yeah. Uh, by the way, Alio gets the fucking cheers on this rose ceremony. May the best of the past be the worst of the future. This prepared cheers. This is grocery store on steroids at this point. You think he's going to be prom king? If they fucking do another prom, I mean, obviously You know they're going to do another prom. You think they're not going to do another prom? I think they'll do something like it. I mean, are they going to do a literal exact thing they did last season? They're going to do another prom. I'm sorry to tell you this, but what makes you think they're going to do something different? Like they repeat all of these things. Yeah, you're right. It'll probably happen. But at the end of this uh, segment, Malt B gets the ITM that it was an easy decision to give the rose to Michael. Correct. Because producers made it for you. Yeah. The choice between one item is always the easiest choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fortune six begin the next morning. Rapini is doing some strange meditation, staring into a pool. <laughs> Victoria and Johnny are laughing at him. What is he looking at? And we get this prolonged shot of Rapini, slack-jawed, staring into the still water of a swimming pool immediately in front of him. And this was my face play of the game. This face play was so good. It was my runner-up for face play of the game. I love just... Just doing odd things. And he is doing so many mansion free play antics throughout mm. his time. He is doing weird workouts. He is doing this face play, just like staring, looking like a broken object. We see everyone, everyone's spirits are high. Rodney ITMs. We see Lace and Rodney kiss. You just see Andrew and Brittany kiss. We see Danielle and Michael Olio. And he, he jokes, now I got the rose, so you served your purpose. Ha 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 ha. And she says, once again, we've never met in person. Alio said, friendship DMs. <laughs> it's like they're they're like, we know what the counter argument, we know what people are going to say, so let's just. They're trying to do counter arguments for arguments that don't yet exist. Like, I don't think anybody yes. would have given a shit about this had they not no. actually put it in the document. Now we have to question it. 
wait a minute. Did they? What were they just friends? I don't fucking know. Is there a stagecoach picture that's going to come out? All of you then ITMs that having someone else <laughs> know what yeah, he's he feeling. Was a stagecoach. <laughs> Him and Daniel Maltby, that's where they met. Olio then ITMs that having someone else know what he's feeling makes him feel not alone. Brandon enters with the date card. Danielle, uh, love is on the horizon. She immediately asks Michael Olio on the date. He accepts, of course. They head off as Olio ITMs wanting to get to know her to see if there is something there. We then get this one-on-one with Maltby and Olio. It is on a boat, an aquatic date. This is a bit of a prestige date. She ITMs that she's excited for it. They cheers with some champagne. Uh, they're excited about somebody new, and she ITMs wanting to kiss him. On the boat, he tells her that he's happy to be there with her. As the boat goes through the water, we see a dolphin swimming through the waves. And this dolphin is strutting his stuff. This dolphin, who knew the importance of this date for the new grocery store narrative and used this time to get screen time for themselves, was my... Creature of the Week. Love an aquatic creature. Very rare that you get one. Love to see this one swimming next to the new grocery store. Fantastic work, Dolphin. This dolphin, a protected creature only featured for protected players who was strutting its stuff next to the only couple that won't even have to do Casa Amor was my... (laughs) Creature of the week. They're majestic. AF. And you only get a a boat yacht date if you are a protected player, generally, except for Pizza Printer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he very didn't much get a unprotected, dolphin, notably, because there's no romance. Back on the beach, the players all agree that Maltby and Ollie are a good match, and they want it to work out for them. Again, this is all producer scripted. Spencer ITMs that he hopes Olio's actually ready. He doesn't know if he can get over love level threeing someone yet. Back on the one-on-one, Maltby tells Olio that he was the reason she came to meet him, or came to paradise. He tells her that for him, success is dating after this, and he's not going to put any pressure on getting engaged. He has only love level forward one person in his life, and he needs someone to elevate him, not just as equal, somebody who's going to make things in him become better. He wants, uh, or he talks about his late wife being organized and how he struggles <laughs> with that. And then Maltby is like, well, that ain't me, motherfucker. And then they joke about <laughs> Love it. that. Yeah. She's like, I they am do not have like cute, jokey convos. And like, I definitely, I really like Danielle Maltby on social media. She's very, totally. She's very active and in, in uh, democ- the democracy saving, et cetera, which I love. Olio then ITMs about this weird thing happening when he starts feeling good around somebody, gets in his head, pushes people away. On the date, she asks him, what's in his brain? He <laughs> says, I feel comfortable. What's on your mind? And she's like, uh, something else. I gave you a kiss lead-in line, dude. Take it. She literally says, I lobbed it up for you, but you totally missed it. She wants that kiss, and he ITMs that he's been in love before. He knows what it feels like, and he knows what it felt like the first time he met uh, his wife. And it feels different with Danielle. He doesn't know if it's fair. And he tells her he doesn't know how to do this. And we end on this fake kiss wall that he's thrown up. We know that's going to obviously come down. I feel like, yeah, he's setting up this 
sacred word defense for lo- that he's only love level four one person, I think we're absolutely going to see him love level four yeah. by the end of Nobody's season. buying that this is any anything that is actual. They're definitely going to kiss. They're definitely going to pursue some kind of relationship. And we find out later that it is basically gifted to them. That there is going to be nothing standing in the way of this relationship. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Portion 7 begins. It is day. We get a forced guy chat with all the guys talking about how great Olio is and how great Danielle is. Again, this is this producer scripted shit to let us know that Michael Olio and Daniel Maltby are approved by everyone One of the on the beach. the best people I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's basically ah. a perfect person. Wells ITM's the same thing and how they're all good for each other and they should give love another chance back on the one-on-one. They walk hand in hand and he ITM's wanting companionship, but he's worried about putting too many guards up. Uh, he, he thinks he might be an impossible person to love and he needs to let his walls down for Danielle. They sit down for a lunch and he tells her he's trying to make the crossover from friends to romance. Uh, he says he wants to get to know her more. She tells him that he doesn't know everything about her. She PTCs her fiance dying from a drug overdose. This is one of the only PTCs really especially a heavy one like this that we're getting uh, this season in paradise so far. Yeah. She talks about having guilt about, which I think is part of why we're not as attached to other people. Absolutely. No PTCs, no PTCs, no general conversations about their personalities, but Malt B talks about having guilt about not knowing uh, what her late husband was doing. She also has guilt about her current happiness and the person she's become because of the tragedy she went through. And uh, Alio tells her that it's way too hard to choose happiness and uh, to work towards it. He asks her if she gets nervous about hurting people. He doesn't want his happiness to come at other people's expense. And we get this kind of like, uh, it's a very serious conversation about how they're managing their grief after these horrible tragedies have happened to them in their lives. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, um, she tells him that the, the kind of bad feelings don't really ever go away. And she asks him what he does when he feels that his guard is going up. He says he dated two other people, but they weren't the right person. Is he talking about Katie Thurston and Sierra Jackson here? Are these the only two other people I he's dated? I don't think he's counting Bachelor people. That's what I felt like, too. I don't, and I definitely don't feel like he's counting Sierra. Okay. I, I felt mean, the may- same. Maybe Katie. I don't know why I felt else? that, but that is also the feeling that I got from this. I don't know. Um... Danielle says it's hard to break your patterns. There's so much trauma. And then she elaborates on her PTC saying how she was the one who found her uh, fiance who died. And she was searching for a person for a long time when she wasn't the person that she wanted to be. And Alio says, I can only be with people who have been scarred. (laughs) I mean, heart wants what it wants, I guess. And uh, I, I, I am like hoping he, I don't know. Then yeah. she uh, ultimately tells him about a song called Stars by Grace Potter. And there's a lyric in it, I guess, that says, I lit a fire with the love you left behind. I thought we were going to hear this song. They did not license it. We do not hear it. Olio ITM's tears saying how sweet it was back on the one-on-one. Uh, he tells her it's been a best first date, and finally we get that kiss. His kiss wall comes down. He ITMs being hopeful that the day was great. Maybe it's the last first date of his life. It's never too late to put yourself out there and find love again. Uh, we can help. Oh, that's the date card. The date card <laughs> thing. It's never too late to put yourself out there and find love I was again. Like, Wait, we can help. I thought he too? said that. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> we can help. He turns right into the fucking camera. Hi, everybody. No, DLP is like, ready to put yourself out there? Air your trauma at abccasting.com. <laughs> Seriously. 
Uh, portion 8 then begins. All the couples are making out as Spencer ITMs how perfect everything is. The couples all seem strong. Lace ITMs that she and Rodney are getting closer. Serene ITMs that she's never felt like this about anyone before. Brandon ITMs says he's excited and happy. Life couldn't be better. Uh, Victoria and Johnny get some one-on-one time, and Johnny <laughs> says he wants to take her to an amusement park to get her endorphins <laughs> up and make her fall in love with him. I don't... Did he know about Chase Rice? It, for no. The, for those who may no. not know... If we I don't have think any, Johnny is a student in this game. All right. Well, if we have any recent listeners who did not watch uh, pilot Peter Weber's Bachelor Season 24, in that season, Victoria Fuller goes on a one-on-one date with Pilot Pete. They take uh, them to an amusement park that's, like, <laughs> shut down for them. It's a private amusement park, and at a certain point, they round a fucking corner. There on a stage is a concert... The singer in the concert is this country singer, Chase Rice, who Victoria <laughs> Fuller was in a fucking relationship with or had some kind of relationship with. We don't some, we don't know exactly some, brief thing. some kind of romantic encounter. It was one of the craziest things the show has ever done. And I laughed so hard when Johnny suggested this. I was like, oh, he is not a student of this game or he is a super student of this game, a Ph.D. Yeah. level. Uh they're like, it's it's psychology because it boosts your endorphins. I'm like, yeah. And then you put their ex as the musical guest, and that really gets the endorphins and the hormones <laughs> yeah. stirring. Then you're going to get those memes. And suddenly, DLP interrupts this homage to Popeye and says, get to the palapa. He do, enters do, the do. scene rubbing his fucking hands together. He's sweating. No, he's sinister as fuck. <laughs> and then he tells them they've he all really been here. Yeah, he came in like <laughs> rubbing he his hands. He doesn't know what to he do with his hands. It. No, he couldn't hide his like... glee at what he knew was about to be inflicting emotional turmoil on a group of people at the same time. He takes them to the palapa and he tells them they've all been here for a few weeks. And despite Look, the I'm bad clutching things, mine now and it's out of stress. It's you're not clutching. Out of, you're clutching. Uh... He was rubbing. He was getting his fucking juices worked up he mm, tells them all that they doesn't been... sound like my guy <laughs> that is your fucking guy he tells them they've all been there for a few weeks and despite everything bad that's happened there's some really strong connections being formed he asks the couples how it's going they also the couples say great they want to keep building their relationships learn more about each other they're all enjoying the process uh and all these players you can tell when they're saying this are scared shitless about what's to happen this is it's never good when dlp shows up or any dark lord for that matter and dlp says <laughs> you know it's amazing. Yeah, DLH showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good sign. No, that's, that's the worst <laughs> sign. That's literally the fucking apocalypse. But DOP tells them how amazing it is to hear about all these great relationships forming, and it makes him so happy, he says, to hear all of this. Literally, he goes, it really, truly makes me happy to hear that. empathetic king. He loves the He knows what he's about to do. You know that, right? No, he's saying this is who. what my take and then the rest is what the show is going to make me say. He never says, but now I have to do this. Sorry. Kinda... He never apologized. Oh, okay. Show me the fucking apology. Show me the DLP Casa Amor apology tapes, and I'll believe you maybe that he has some sympathy. He's like, if it were up to me, we'd just put everyone together. Mm. Well, what he does instead is basically <laughs> tell them everything's about to change. This Week in Paradise very different. May never go back to the way it was before. Ladies, you're packing your bags because you're leaving paradise. And we get the initiation of the Casa Amor. This is straight off Love Island. They're going to split up all of the couples. And the women are going to have to go live in their own place. The guys are going to have to live in their place. And there's something else. We see feet in the sand. Five new women players come into sand. We don't see who they are in this segment. Uh, but we see what's happening here. And we also get our first inkling 
that oleo and malt be, but specifically oleo, might be spared from this because they're on their one-on-one date. They're not in that palapa. They are not listening to this new twist in the pattern. And I'm just sitting there at that point being like, are they really not going to put these fucking people through this? This is insane. The I feel like we need some context here because I know there are people in the pit listening who have never watched Love Island and don't know what Casa Amor is. First of all, you should be watching Love Island. It is perhaps the best dating reality show that exists. Love Island UK. It Casa Amor is a game mechanic that started season three on Love Island UK. The twist lasted three days, and I think that's how long they do it on Love Island normally. But they're filming for months, so it's not as big of a time. This, I'm like, they're doing a week here? That is wild. And then basically at the end, five new players join each group, and Casa Amor is where one half of the players go. And then there's a recoupling ceremony where everyone has to decide, like, am I going to go with a new person or am I going to stick with my old person? And it's the best part of Love Island, in my opinion. And someone said in our live chat that I suggested this. Mm. I don't know if that's true, but let me know if I did suggest this before they did it. They stole your production idea. I think I remember you saying something like this as well. I mean, I probably did because it is one of my favorite things. It causes so much drama. And I was excited to see how they were going to do this. I am still excited. I am enjoying watching. You know, they've never done this before. And there's certain things that Love Island has figured out that you need for that to Mm -hmm. work that I'm not so sure they're doing here. <laughs> oh, this did not work at all. This was a massive failure. And I... Yeah, we'll get into the various reasons. But also, I'm like, why did they call it Split Week? Split Week at the Estates. I'm like, if you're going to steal the idea, at least like come up with some fun name. The ultimate split test. Week? Anything. I agree. Split Week. It's just... Palapa of Passion. Something that's paradise-specific or... This is what you have to be okay with with the current producer tier. It's just lazy. Nonetheless, Portion 9 begins. We get the same clip we just saw with the feet. All the players entering. We see them now. Clancy ITMs. He, he's like, this is an atomic bomb of biblical pr- proportions that will be written in the Paradise texts. And then he's Love like... Love that line. Yeah, he, he's great as a colorful narrator, of course. And he says, all of these new women look really, really ready to be here. <laughs> Johnny ITM's not even knowing where to look because he's so tense. Then DLP gives them each the formal introduction. Jacinia Cruz, 28th Sand. Sarah Hammer, 29th Sand. Kate Gallivan, 30th Sand. Eliza Isachi, 31st Sand. And Florence Morinhout, 32nd Sand. She's from Bachelor in Paradise, or sorry, from Bachelor Australia. And I believe two seasons of Bachelor in Paradise Australia as well. This is the first time I believe in, in Bachelor in Paradise America we have seen this happen. They did it on Winter Games. And we saw somebody I'm from Winter Games think. as a co-bartender of A Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, but I Yuki. don't think she dated. Yuki. And we've seen Ashley Ayakinetti brought her sister into Paradise. So we've seen non-players come think. in. Like, Bachelor in Paradise Canada is pretty new. So mm. it's like there aren't that many Bachelor in Paradises to pick from. Yeah. 
nonetheless, hmm. we got five five new players here in the player pool. Victoria Fuller ITMs that the new players are they look good with fresh blown out hair. And Johnny asked her that morning why she looked different, and it was because <laughs> she wasn't wearing makeup. And she's like, it's the wrong day to do that. She's she also looks like a stunning goddess woman with no makeup. It's absurd. These little moments from her, like you remember why she was so fucking entertaining. This is just she's such so a great line. Good. She's so good. I, we need more of her. Florence ITMs that the girls are all clinging on to their men. And DLP says there's going to be romantic dates. Some of you might find love. Some may miss your connections. And Lacey ITMs that this is so fucked up. I found one of the best guys possible. And it's stripped away from me. DLP says I know this is a lot to take in. He understands. But ladies, time to pack your bags. This whole thing, in my opinion, was a perfect time for a unionization play. If all of these, what they began to call... It seemed the, like they might do it. Yeah, they started kind of they tittering on of, it, but they never yeah. really fully got there. And yeah. anyone at this point can do a unionization play, especially the players who are in relationships. You should have ultimatum to right then and there. I'm not doing this. Leave Paradise with me now or we're done. Yes. And a couple people suggest that they might do that. And I wish that they hadn't. But all of these OG women could have also just said, we're all leaving right now. Bye. Or this doesn't happen. You have that power. All of the guys could have done the same thing. Yeah, and then you will lose all of your serious relationships. They are the ones with the most power. That is within the construct of the game. You can do this. Producers are going to threaten you in all kinds of ways to not do something like that. But it is within the construct of the game. It cannot be stopped. You will get what you want, 100%. You could use this to get money at any time. <laughs> if, if you're in a, a, a union, a basically. Extortion experimental strategy. Yeah, I think you can do it. I mean, you've signed a contract, but you can always renegotiate a contract. And if there are like four or five players who are in strong relationships and you can tell you're kind of the front runners that season, some of the main characters, you can immediately yeah. go to the producers in week two and be like, here's the deal. We're just going to walk away from the show together Unless you renegotiate our contract. We want more money to be here. Yeah, We're the stars of this season. Probably just Brandon and Serene could do it. Yeah, I think at this point they could do it. Olio could do it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Olio doesn't even, that doesn't cross yeah. his mind. He's just like, Executive I mean, at this point I'm starting to realize, I'm like, where are Olio and Danielle? Are the Goldman couple not going to be subjected to torture? And we will find out. We then see... The ladies greet all the guys, the new ladies, and Eliza ITM, she's smiling right away because she saw Rodney. She definitely has a crush. Loading this love level one for Rodney off the bat. Love this. And Logan is ITMing. This opportunity is confusing. (laughs) (laughs) And the girls are imploding. They are... Wondering if they're going to the hotel. Some of them are considering leaving. Jill is like, our relationship isn't strong enough. Lace notices smartly that Rodney didn't kiss her goodbye. That's a very strong indicator. Yeah. We see Brandon give the, the new girls a tour. Kate ITMs that she and the other four players have a leg up. They don't have to anyone looking over their shoulders maybe out of sight out of mind and this is a phrase they keep repeating here and by the way in love island sometimes they have them sneak away so they don't even know the other gender has left 
they never get to see who the new players are. They might get to see them in like a Jeep from far away, but not like this whole like parading Jocenia around thing. Rapini then toasts to new beginnings. And meanwhile, Serene says she doesn't want to play this game. It's not fair. She and Victoria talk about possibly asking their guys to leave with them. Again, they should. And then Serene says they're ready to burn (laughs) paradise down. And we begin portion 10. It is the daytime. Jill is in tears. Says she's going home. Her mental health can't take this. She wonders out loud why, in quotes, they can't give them one good day. And I wrote, because they are malevolent agents of suffering who believe the show's purpose is to drive players to a nervous breakdown. (laughs) They are the producers. And you're never going to hear them say the producers, but you get a lot of they in these episodes where they, Mm -hmm. there's another one, I forget who it was, I think it was Genevieve Parisi, we'll get to in the next episode, where she says it in a fucking ITM and they leave it in. At any rate, Victoria ITMs that some of the women are uh, freaking out because their connections aren't as strong. Lace ITMs that this felt too good to be true. And now this happened. She says he didn't kiss her on the goodbye. She only got the hug. Then we see Eliza and Rodney uh, talking. He ITMs that she was at the top of his short list. He tell, And they're both like always laughing and like being flirty mm-hmm. with each other. And he tells her that uh, he'd be willing to explore their connection open options in here and lace ITMs then that he's a good guy wouldn't do her wrong and we're getting all this is where it really starts the cutting back and forth between one player in one location saying the other player is either doing good or bad and then cutting to the exact opposite this happens a million times over and over to the point where it's like are we going to see any actual conversations or scenes or is it just going to be like he said he really liked you wants to see where it's going tears Every, cut from Britney crying to everyone taking shots at the bar. And of course, you know, this is a show about human suffering. So they're not going to tell the women that they're going to get the other half of Casa Amor, that they're getting their own fi- five guys. They just need them to get to their breaking point and then they'll do it. Yeah, exactly. You let them for one night stay up all night long thinking about what the guy that they may or may not be developing feelings for is doing with whoever else just walked onto the beach. Then you bring in the new guys. You have to break them down. Clues. Mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist. And you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in Onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in Kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they're both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products. 
which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year is flying by. We're almost halfway through it. Now, I've done a lot of things that I'm proud of this year. A lot of them related to Gore. We've had some great interviews. We're kicking it up a level to get on YouTube. We're really taking it to the next place. But there's still a lot that I would like to accomplish this year. And when life is moving fast, it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and to make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and then set achievable goals for the next six months so that you get all those things done that you want to get done. Lizzie talks about all the time how beneficial therapy has been for her. My friend Will on my other podcast talks about it all the time, and I agree. It is very good. It's a great tool to be able to talk things out in your life with somebody else who can set you on the right path to getting all those goals accomplished. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. First. And we cut between Jill sobbing with her crystals to Jacob talking to uh, Sarah H., we see a lot of Jill tears. We see Jill says, book me a flight home. I thought this was a great Katie Thurston homage. We see Shanae tears. And the only person who seems to not be sobbing is Victoria Fuller. She's like, I don't think Logan would flip. I know Johnny wouldn't. <laughs> Jill Jill has uh, in one of her ITMs, or no, she's talking to somebody and she says, I'm not going to put all this effort in for them to pull the rug out from under me again. Them as the producers here. They're, oh, I thought them was the person. I I felt like it was producers. Huh. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just feels to me like, even in the document, I know we're talking about Sauce Wars, people tweeting yeah. and all that to contradict the edit. It feels like even in the document, even in the game itself now, players are talking much more freely, at least it seemed like to me, about producers' influence in these things. Like, I mean, they're can aware you imagine being on Bachelor in Paradise and then you realize they're doing a Love Island? Can you imagine? Like, No. It's not part of your gameplay or your strategy yes. at all. 
not only is it not part of your gameplay or strategy, it immediately, I mean, this is why it doesn't work in Bachelor. It immediately invalidates any believability that these producers are trying to help anyone find love. Why well, would you do this? It's supposed to be a test. That's the 4TRR reason. But that, that doesn't work in Bachelor. Bachelor is like a little bit elevated, or at least in terms of its uh, past seasons, it has been. Now it's like really It's also a much shorter but... shoot. Yes. Like Love Island is on four days a week. There are over 50 episodes every season. That's something you should go in knowing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, in these cases, some people have only met each other for like a day or two, and then they just yeah. blast that relationship out of the fucking water. It makes no sense. Again, to me, there's no believability that this show is in any way trying to help anyone find love except Michael Alio. <laughs> they should have just called it Alio. Uh, we see a guy chat where the guys are processing this. Logan says, I spent four or five days watching the girl. I had the connection with kissing other guys. So they're starting to justify doing an options open. And... Donnie is encouraging them. Don't feel too bad. You're here to explore things. You deserve to have fun. She was just making out with a dude. And Logan does a great ITM line here. What's the right thing to do and what will I do? Great. And he gets, that's the final line of this episode. And then we see the promo tomorrow night on VIP. Fuck you, Jesse Palmer. The chaos continues. Parisi tears. The women are taken away. Fears become reality. Rodney's kissing Eliza. There's a hot tub make out a shocking twist you won't believe. Guys are showing up for the women. Who will get given to temptation? Galvin makes out with somebody. Uh, somebody feels like they were cheating, and Parisi is sobbing. And then in the tag, it's Johnny trying to surf and getting knocked down by the waves as Victoria Fuller and Shanae Angney laugh at him from a, a daybed. And that is 50% of our four hour <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise experience. <laughs> so episode seven begins we get another promo previously on bip we get a recap of the first six episodes uh various relationships <laughs> are forming the Casa more thing five new women are in paradise and the og women this is the first time they call them that have to leave the beach if you thought it was chaotic before you haven't seen anything yet this is a show yes. about helping people find love and the most chaos you've ever fucking seen in your life yes, will the men be tempted go. Will the OG women lose their minds? That question is asked. And what happens when <laughs> another twist is revealed? Men show up for the women. It's going to get wild. It all starts right now on Bachelor in Paradise. Then we get these video intros. Jared and Ashley finally gone here. The new women get an intro together. None of them as individuals. They are literally sitting side by side by side by side by side. And it says the new women. <laughs> the fact that they didn't give each of these women... A one-second intro thing is so unfair. But, They're on the show. But it, it perfectly, in my opinion, illustrates what they're truly being used for. What is their true purpose? They collectively are a weapon the producers are using yeah. to destroy these relationships. It's the same thing as um, the five players that entered Matt James' season. Season that 25 is exactly of the what I was thinking about. It was season 25 where they ended up having like a big bullying problem. <laughs> and they called them the OGs and the seniors or whatever. They split them up by age or by how new they were. Uh, we see all of the OG women are crying and Genevieve ITMs, you're replacing us. She's 
sitting across from a producer. She's telling this to a producer's fucking face. Whoever that producer is, I don't know which one's sitting in the chair for her, but whoever it is, she's directly talking to a person here in a chair saying, you are fucking me over here. It's fascinating that this was in the cut because I think producers just see like, oh, she's sobbing. She's in distress. Fucking put it in. That's what we like. About being replaced. Yeah. But I don't think they're aware that like some of the audience, at least us, anybody listening to this fucking podcast, we know what the fuck that means. And I Mm -hmm. think more people are starting to know what that means. I think it's like you can't be this sloppy in the fucking edit anymore, dudes. If you want to keep the illusion that it's not you fucking these people over. Yeah, the, the pronouns knowingly. are definitely uh, affecting it. <laughs> uh, Jill's crying. Serene's crying. Genevieve's crying. Um, we see Aaron tell Sarah Hamrick she made out with Justin Glaze. We see people laying sort of foundations for why they might not be totally closed off. And the the women get in a van. We see uh, Kate Gallivant came in hot, loved this. Yeah, very she strong. She love entry. level four is Eliza. She calls Andrew Spencer cute. She calls Logan a tall drink of water. She's got her, she loves her colorful metaphors as well. And Jacob ITMs that uh, Sarah Hemrick had a rough go on Clayton season. New face, new perspective. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what was Sarah Hamrick's storyline on Clayton's? She got a little bit of a villain edit. I believe it was a too young to be serious attack was issued against her by... Fuck, I don't remember who launched it, but I think that's how Hmm. she went out. She was kind of a front runner going toward playoffs, and then she got knocked out, if I believe, the round before. I think I had her in my final four. And Eliza, so I'm glad to see Eliza's back. And she is saying Rodney's the top of her list. We see they're going to the estates at Vedanta, a nice hotel, but at least ITMs, all of us are in a bad mental state. I would take Rodney and the humidity over being miserable in the AC, so not even the nice accommodations can uh, make up for it. And all of the players chant some horrible blasphemy here. They say, fuck you, Jesse Palmer, off the balcony. Did you see there's also a very giant hat on the balcony? No. I think it's either a hat or an umbrella. Interesting. No, I did not see that. But this moment where they're screaming off a balcony, screaming off balconies is something that has been done since time immemorial in our beloved game. Mm-hmm. Usually it's in one of the main games. What Usually. Do you think the first season is. Sorry. Oh my God. The I'm first season that we got to scream. <laughs> I'm going to guess it was probably season six, The Dual Bachelor. I was going to guess 12. Yeah. I think mm. there's something about moving into a house or like, uh, I don't know. We could go back and look at that. We have the data somewhere. We just need to sift through it. At any yeah. rate, this screaming off the balcony is obviously a very produced moment, scripted. They're forced to do this. So in some way, the fact that they're even willing to do it does suggest they're kind of good sports about the split. I feel like it's so chaotic and it's happening so fast and they're like probably rushing you out that you don't even really have time to process it or make those plays, which you would need to do. You would need to get to your guy in order to make the play. Otherwise, they'll just kick you out. I'm just going to put this out there. (laughs) 
if there were, let's say, a network of players who were thinking about going into Bachelor in Paradise Season 9, and you wanted to construct an airtight plan with a large group of players entering, let's call it a team, you'd probably need a coach for that team. I happen to know one. <laughs> DM me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Portion two. <laughs> There's an iguana. Oh, my. Uh <laughs> Eliza loves how Rodney has taken her away and uh, done uh, an isolation move for their mini date. Jacenia thinks Jacob is so cute. We get some Gen Z lines here. It's giving California. It's giving clown behavior. Kate says that Logan was with Shanae, so he has questionable taste. And they tore the bedrooms and they do their own chant. Bring on the men. But we hear Muzak at the estates and Lace is crying. So the estates are, they're editing it to look really shitty. Yeah, emotionally shitty. But it looks nice. They have air conditioning. It's like an actual nice hotel, like a very nice suite. But this elevator Muzak was so weird to me. They're like, we need to make it seem even worse than it is. The fact that they're all sobbing isn't enough. No. Now let's put a full edit on top of it. It really is like just too much all the time with everything they're doing and not enough of the shit that you actually need to make Paradise good. I feel like they're putting the the music because their plans for bringing in the new guys weren't working and they were just like, well, let's just give it a full edit. But there's also something that is happening just generally in the game that I think is a result of the edits. And it is that if you get a bad edit, Your life is kind of fucked. You're going to get death threats. Mm -hmm. You're going to get all your sponsorship taken away. Or potentially that could happen. It has happened to other players. And so I think most players are like fearful of really playing. Nobody's cutting loose anymore. Because it's like if I do that, I'm going to get a shitty edit and my life is going to be fucked for a year. And nobody wants to do that. Whereas in the past, like being as big and brash of a character as you could always paid off. Whether you were a villain or a fool or whatever, it was like it was entertaining. We love that shit. You get Instagram followers. Ashley I. Kennedy's mm-hmm. a perfect example. Everyone would get followers. Yeah. Ashley I. Kennedy is a fucking fool player. Yeah. Mi- one point whatever million giant podcast, successful relationship. They just put don't see together it constant like cut togethers of her crying like that was her main thing and then also playing up her virginity like it definitely was an intense edit but yeah we're not seeing like huge characters popping and i think it's because of what you're saying that people are really scared yeah with but that's they should be that's not even on the players. <laughs> That's on how the producers are making the show now. When people are sitting at home watching like this current season of Bachelor in Paradise or any of the, the most recent season of Bachelor or Bachelorette, nobody's fucking thinking to themselves, huh, that would be fun. Nobody's thinking that. Everybody's thinking like, fuck, if I go on there and I make it far, you know, I could get a couple mil, or I could get maybe a million, maybe approaching yeah, a, maybe million a million Instagram followers. And I've watched it for so long, maybe I'll give it a try. That's what people are thinking. Nobody's thinking, like, I would fucking kill that show or that would be such a fun experience. Mm-hmm. No one thinks that anymore. And it, so it, it gives you a, it's harder to cast out of the pool of applicants, I feel like. And it's 
almost a guarantee that if you do find somebody who's got like a big personality who can come on and really just blow the fucking screen up, they may not do it because they're afraid of how you're going to present them. Exactly. Like a Caitlin Bristow would probably play a lot differently today. She probably wouldn't have like done voluntary nudity plays and shit. But it's also in the edit because like I don't know. And I think we started seeing this a little bit. I'll just say during some of the most recent seasons where you would see like uh, on Katie Thurston's season, they had the drag show performance, but we didn't Mm -hmm. actually see the performances of any of the guys. Oh, right. We had to see that online. So it's like the shit that lets us see their actual play, like their personality play, is no longer in the document anywhere. They've eliminated it all, and they put it online sometimes. And it's like, well, then I don't know who the fuck any of these people are. If I'm just seeing them go like, thank you so much for this date. This was amazing. I'm starting yeah. to have feelings for you. If you're just seeing the the straight shit that they think builds the narrative and then all the horrible shit they're doing to people, there's like that thing's missing, the the kind of like flair and the play, I guess. At any rate, I digress. That was my <laughs> TED Talk on quality of personality play in the modern seasons of Bachelor. Now, uh, Logan no glows all the new new players. <laughs> Rodney's already got his hand on Eliza's knee, head turned, and we see, oh, Jill ITMs this as hell. So again, we're cutting back and forth between the two. We see Jacob and Kate get in the hot tub. That's a good sign. We cut back to the estate, see Jill crying. And she ITMs while crying, watch this cuts to him making out with bitches. And then they cut to him and Kate making out in the hot tub. Yeah. It's hard to not think this or to think this is not scripted at this point, but it's it's scripted in part. Like they get these players and these ITMs to say this shit knowing they're going to make this cut later. They're they're trying to make these things happen. So we know we need Jill saying, he better not be making out with anybody, and then we're going to get them to make out. We're going to mm-hmm. have a little moment for them. We're going to put them in the hot tub. All this is, like, planned. Uh, and they've planned so much of it that they have a virtual unlimited amount of these <laughs> cross-cuttings from somebody saying, this better not be happening to that exact thing yeah. happening. Jacob has a boner. Jill crying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kate, another good ITM here. I will ride a crab into the ocean before I leave this beach without a rose. They've been giving Kate a little villain edit. Look out for numero uno, etc. Like she's playing a game. And portion three, we get a 2P casting card looking for a broad shoulder to cry on. This felt like a hidden message. <laughs> Did it? About what? Shoulder to cry on? Yeah. An STCO? We d- we made up STCO. We just gave it the shortened initialization, but shoulder to cry on was a Blues. phrase Are for a while. Are you joking? No. I don't know. We did not coin shoulder to cry on. <sighs> I think we did. <laughs> you know what we can do, though? We can change it to a verb. You know, be like shoulders. It could be like that, you know. Are you looking for a someone who will shoulder you? Apply to be on the next season of The Bachelor. <laughs> Sounds different. Yeah. <laughs> Portion three begins. We get some shots. We get a crab. We get some shots of the beach. Still no Olio and Maltby. They're under complete protection at this point. This is the fucking witness protection program at a level you've never <laughs> fucking seen. The FBI can't do what the producer just fucking did right here. It's unreal. 
This is fucking unreal. They are disappeared from the document. It's like they're not even cutting in pieces of their one-on-one. They are nowhere in this narrative. Completely omitted from it. Do you think this means there's going to be an Olio Maltby podcast that comes out called The Second Spark? Oh, my God. Second Spark or DM Friends, IRL Lovers, something like that. (laughs) Get that website fast before they snatch it up. (laughs) How dare you? It It will be something, yes. I think maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they're good on the mic or not. Um, nonetheless, um, Eliza then ITMs that she and Rodney are hitting it off, and we see this one-on-one time between them. He tells her that this is his first time in Mexico. He's putting his hand on her knee, some good chemistry play here, and they are interrupted by an aggressive crab. I loved this crab. Had there not been that dolphin on Olio's date, this crab might have been my creature of the week. Clancy ITMs that lace could be in danger and things could be shaken up by Eliza. Then we go to the women's hotel. They're all forced into this girl chat to wonder about what's happening on the beach. So imagine this. You're not getting any sleep. You're drunk constantly. And they've just done this thing to you. And then like That's hard to imagine. Yeah. And then every every three, four hours they're forcing you all together to like why don't you tell each other what you think is happening on the beach? To yeah. literally make uh, <laughs> verbal statements about their worst nightmares. Lace ITMs. You think he's going to cheat on you? Yeah. What would you do to his dick if he did cheat on you? Blow it clean <laughs> off. Lace then ITMs that she wants to do this with uh, with Rodney outside of this. A little bit of future casting. They all speculate about the number of dates the guys will get with the new women. And Lace ITMs wondering all about Rodney and what he's doing. We cut to the beach. We see that one-on-one time with Eliza and Rodney. They're hitting it off. They discuss looking at each other. Eliza tells him that all other women are talking about them as a couple already. And we get a kiss with the hero score. The producers want us to be okay with this. Lace mm-hmm. just lost this. We know this from the music immediately. Lace is fucking out, and we need to be okay with it. She doesn't deserve him. This is the relationship. This is what Rodney gets. And Eliza, ITM's feeling good about Rodney with some excitement about seeing where it's all going to go. Olio and Maltby then finally, <laughs> they come down from heaven, delivered in a golden chariot carried by Pegasus's, Pegasi, whatever that is. Maltio not having to do Casa Amor and getting to just walk onto the beach without Danielle being fire manned off by a producer to go to the estates was my wow moment of the week. I cannot believe they did this. I had two men. My, this is my wowie season of the entire history of Bachelor, I feel. <laughs> this is where... This is my wowie Shit season. is so far off the rails now. And it's just like out in the open. They've got people in the document talking to a producer's face saying, stop fucking doing this to me. That's <laughs> in the show. I've never seen anything like this. I don't like I don't know where it can go, how much further down the road it can get before people at home watching this are like, oh, this is a show where these fucking behind the scenes producers torture these other people. That's what the show is now. It's all over the show. Time will tell. I mean, I'm excited to see how it plays out. <laughs> As am I. But uh, we see Olio and Maltby finally return here, and we see them at the gates to hell. They discuss their amazing time. We get footage from their date, as though we forgot the thing we saw the night before. And we get that exact same hero score that Rodney and Eliza just had. Literally the same note-for-note fucking music as they kiss at the gates to hell. And Olio says he's excited for what could come. Olio them ITMs that uh, he feels like nothing could go wrong. He thinks they will join the strong couples on the beach. He names them all. 
100% script here. They delivered this to him on a piece of paper and just said, read this. I mean, there's, this is insane what they're asking this man to do. He does it. They enter the beach to find the new players. They are immune from Casa Amor and Olio ITM. Shock at this new development. What? The, where's everybody? Where's all the OG women? He's asking himself, probably. He talks to the guys. Brandon says he's never been more than four hours apart from Serene. <laughs> this fucking puppy dog 4TRR shit is like, God damn it. You'll never see this again. You'll never see anything close to this again. This motherfucker is so pure of heart. It is one of the strongest 4TRR plays I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. What do you mean you'll never see this again? I think we'll absolutely see this again. It's a great strategy, and it's a pretty easy one. It does require an all eggs. All you, eggs. You might have seen something like this from Dylan Barber to yes, Hannah. Dylan God, Barber to Hannah. But Godwin, he wasn't this exactly. puppy dog. This is pure puppy dog for TRR all eggsing. Do you think Dylan Barber was Brendan's hero player? No, I think Brandon doesn't have a hero player. I think this is innate talent. Wow. I think he truly is a 4TR puppy dog in real life. I, I believe that this is who he is. And I think he's playing his own persona to the highest level of any possible fucking ability. It's amazing to watch what he's doing, in my opinion. At any rate, uh, we see that Olio is now the colorful narrator. He says some of the guys are starting to flirt with these new women, and he thinks it's going to cause a lot of chaos down the road. Scripted. Back at the women's hotel, DLP <laughs> shows up. The women all feign anger at him. When DLP comes in, everyone is roasting him, and he looks very sheepish, and he did my face play of the week with this <laughs> weird hand gesture where he's got like his thumb and his two of his other fingers like these claws and i loved this for dark lord palmer it was just like you know i'm just a guy i'm on your team i will just say this i took a lot of pictures of this moment and <laughs> all i could think was i need to make a meme of this with him in that weird claw pose shooting red lightning <laughs> out of his fingers at the players on the couch so i'm gonna try to make that within the next day or two enjoy it look i've already talked about how out. he needs to work on what to do with his hands because you <laughs> thought he was doing some sort of evil gesture with them when uh, and obviously he just doesn't know what he's doing he's i think the, that was like some kind of illuminati hand the knife signal weird <laughs> he, that was like a fucking a finger power pose or something he, he was like in the you know, illuminati doing some was, kind of incantation i'm sure to soften up the souls, make them more digestible. DLP says, I know I'm not your favorite person right now, but there is something else. And five new guys come in, and he tells them they're going to be staying with you for split week at the estates. The new men are Rick Leach, 33rd Sand. This is Tabletop. Olu Onahide, 34th Sand. Alex Bordakov. 35th sand, Tyler Norris, 36th sand, and another Aussie, Adam Todd, 37th sand. So they're trying it on both sides. Let's see if the what these Australians can do. Come up to the big leagues. Let's see what you got. Turns out they ain't got much is what it looks like. They don't have much. I was, I was hoping they could get in there, but... Yeah. You know what it, it truly proves, in my opinion anyway, is that everybody's there for clout. Who the fuck are you? I wind up with you, and what happens to my Instagram? Get out of here. They want. How do they, they know? They might have high Instagram followers. 
Yeah, maybe, but like, are you going to move to fucking wherever I live? Let's say L.A. I think that's the main. It's problem. like absolutely not. No, but I you mean, live in a different country. I mean, because of social media, though, it's like we can't do collabs. Mm, how, how the oh, fuck are we going to yeah. be a couple? At any rate, yes, that is true. How do you collab? You can't. Jill and Shanae, ITM, how hot all of these new guys are. The guys move in and everyone starts to mingle. Tyler ITMs how beautiful the women are. Victoria ITMs liking her new shiny toys. Portion 4 begins. We're at the hotel. They're all drinking. And Alex ITMs hope for meeting someone special. Parisi ITMs that she would go on a date with Frank or Alex. Her attitude seems to have changed here. But then later it changes back. It makes me think a lot of these ITMs in the beginning where these women are like receptive to this. We're faked. This is all producer written. Yeah, just give us a couple of lines about like how hot they are and how oh, it could be new. I don't know what those other guys on the other right. beach are doing. This is all fake. Um, Shanae then says the Australian guy is cute and his accent is sexy, but she's looking for a hot commodity and she's focused on Tyler Norris. This is exactly where I got this idea from. This is a straight piece of gameplay speech. Norris made it to the playoffs, a bachelor at season 19. Logan did not. Mm-hmm. Norris has 53.6K to Logan's 172 Logan had COVID. Yeah, that's what he got out of his season. But this is, to me, Shanae basically saying, like, I know Tyler Norris is a bigger deal. Mm. Then we get some one-on-one time with Tyler and She tells Tyler that Logan has options opened, and she ITMs, maybe I could kiss him, but it feels like I'm cheating. We see Australian Adam say he's going for Splish Splash. (laughs) <laughs> and his Chiron says Thor's body double. No, really, he is. They all get in the pool. We see a lot of abs. Tyler does a great dance. Love the pool dancing that we're seeing this season. Mm-hmm. And Brittany, that dance makes Brittany ITM that she gave Andrew a goodbye kiss, but now she's confused. <laughs> That's the power of a dance. If you do it properly, I agree. On the beach, we see one-on-one time between Jesenia and Andrew Spencer. They walk into the waves. Then they get on a daybed. She tells him her intentions are to meet someone and see where it goes. She's open to whatever. He tells her that he was looking for those things, too. I'm also looking to meet a human being, and I'm open to whatever. (laughs) He talks about making strides with Brittany. No, she's just like I said, engagement or relationship. Or whatever, she says. Open to whatever. Like, they're all just looking for somebody to fucking boost their Instagram. Whatever means collab. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Whatever means stagecoach or Coachella. Whatever. He talks about making strides with Britney, but she got shipped away, he says. And Jacinia asks if that locks him in or is he open to other things. She's overtly asking here, is he all eggs yet or is he open options? He says he doesn't want to hurt anyone or lead them on. And that's where he's out with Britney. Jacinia tells him that everybody in paradise is here for their own selfish reasons. And this idea now gets inserted in here that you can be selfish in paradise. This is something that just last season people were fucking wrecked for. Now the producers are telling us it's valid. They're sending in a player. Jacinia's not protected by any means, but she's not a fool. She's not a villain. She's a a sincere, Mm -hmm. presented as a sincere 40-year-old player. Um, And she's saying it's okay to look out for number one. She says uh, he was somebody who she came here for. And she says, you're here. I'm here. What are we going to do about it? And he says, it's not you. It's not me. Kind of jokes around. He ITMs being a semi-relationship guy. He's only a one-person guy, and he thinks Brittany is built the same way. We then cut to Brittany talking to Tyler at the fucking hotel, 
And in their little one-on-one time, they're glad they met each other. He asked her if she would be down for a date. She's like, absolutely. They pinky promise, and then he gets a kiss. Back at the beach, Andrew ITMs that he's thinking about Brittany with every decision he makes. He doesn't want to break her heart. He wants to be a good man and be respectful. Brittany, meanwhile, making out, and it's this cross-cutting back and forth. Spencer then ITMs that the uh, all the new couples and how it's going to make the other women feel. Sarah and Logan are talking. Jacob and Kate, Rodney and Eliza, and they kiss once again. So we've essentially set up here that Rodney is breaking his bond with Lace and Brittany is breaking her bond with Andrew Spencer. (laughs) Yeah, and it's okay to do. These are things Uh, that are fine. Except when it's Shanae doing it. When it's Shanae, you're intercutting it with doing something disrespectful. She's a villain and always will be. You thought you were coming here for a redemption? (laughs) Uh -uh -uh. No. They gave her at one point like... A Shanae 2.0 Chiron when she's talking about maybe doing options open. And I was like, that is a villainous Chiron. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Saying she did evil things. Don't forget. (laughs) What I was going to say was that part of the cause that more game mechanics is that the couples have to stay in bed with someone or you have to go and sleep outside and get bit by mosquitoes, basically. I see. So, like, the first night, there's this whole thing where people are like, oh, do you have anyone in your bed? Like, can I sleep in there? And that adds to it. And they also do, like, competitions against the other house that are, like, truth or dare type things, like kissing. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's amazing. But that's an open game. Yeah. This is not a game. This is just the same thing here. This is just they trying to help you. Fall in love with the, your fucking soulmate. <laughs> That's all this is. Portion five begins. It's day. The right. guys do this choreographed dive into the pool at the beach. We get the one-on-one time with Ollie Maltby, unhindered by the producers, as they talk about how well things are going with them, and they lay on this daybed. Ollie ITMs how great she is. There's a kiss. He says, since the split, people are trying to find their footing. Certain relationships are getting tested. He literally says he's glad she's with him after the split, and he doesn't have to go through the stress the other guys are going through. He says that in the fucking document. <laughs> I mean, how can they put this shit in there? And, I don't and expect know. even an average viewer at this point has to be like, yeah, wait a minute. Why doesn't he have to go through that shit? I don't know. They should have at least given the date like a day and a night portion so that you're like, oh, okay, they had a really long one or something. I'm not kidding you when I say I do think they're, that it's possible. I don't think it's probable, but I think it's possible that at some point, DOP comes out and just says, listen, we've got a level with you. This isn't real. We script everything and everything you're watching is completely fake, but you still love it and it's still entertaining, just like pro wrestling. So come with us on this ride. We're going to start to make shit really crazy now and we think you're going to love it. And they have plots with you like fucking... think DOP is the one who says this to them? Yeah, they'll send him no out to do it for way. sure. no. No, I'm sure if that was a real thing, it would be a producer. I think it'll be DOP because he's the face man of it. But I'm saying like they could have shit like in season nine where a fucking alien lands on the beach. And now there's an alien in the dating pool. Yeah, 5% chance. Yeah, I'll give it a 5%er. There's aliens. This is the season with the aliens. (laughs) Aaron Clancy then leads a forced guy chat with Logan about Sarah being better than Shanae. He says he's mixed up and confused. Logan ITM is being happy with Shanae and not looking for more dates, and he is confident she feels the same way. Nothing can mess up their relationship. 
uh, don't say these things, of course. Then they cut back to the hotel. Adam has a date card. Shanae, uh, it's a new day in paradise. Make the most of it. Shanae gets that date card. She ITMs, keeping her options open, and she asks out Tyler on the date. Oh, this is where she gets the Shanae 2.0 Chiron. Back on the beach, we see Kate and Jacob and... Kate says her only hang-up is Jill, and Jacob says, I don't wake up thinking of Jill. After last night, I woke up thinking of you. Jill is amazing. Is she my person? I really don't think so. I'm very happy right now. And we're going to cut back and forth between this conversation and, of course, Jill saying, I hate it here. Genevieve, this is torture. Jill, if he makes out, I'm going to be pissed. And ultimately, she says that she will blow his cock clean off (laughs) if she walks in. And see someone else with her her legs on him. I thought that was an iconic line, line, and she also does it in front of a ladder, a lot of ladders in the ITMs. Did you notice that? that? Did not notice that. Hmm. But then we, of course, cut to Rapini and Kate making out, and so we are fearful now for the state of Rapini's genitalia after Jill finds out about this. She then, (laughs) by the way, is back in their hotel room arranging her crystals as she ITMs how shitty the entire situation is. She's praying to her crystals and Rapini. That Rapini is not with other women, and she says she hates this so much. It is not fun. Um, Kate ITMs that Rapini is not her type of guy, usually too young and looks too much like an Avenger, she says. But she's open to new things, and her sights are now set on Rapini. They make out some more, and she ITMs. um, Sorry, Jill, that seat's taken. This is not best friends in paradise. This is bachelor in paradise. We're here to find love. Game on. In my opinion, that's open gameplay speech. Open gameplay speech, but also, in my opinion, a villain edit for Kate. Oh, for sure. She's got bad things ahead in her future. Portion six begins. We see Aaron telling Danielle that he misses Genevieve and he has a hard time saying it out loud. He's trying to break down these walls while Genevieve is gone. So he still has a storyline. We cut to the estates. Genevieve is crying. She's telling Serene she misses him. She doesn't want to mingle with the guys. And we see Olu do these insane push-ups. He is leaping where no part of him is touching the ground. Can you do that? I might be able to do one. I'll try it and like. Now you've heard me talk about Quince on this program before. I love Quince. I am right now head to toe dressed in Quince. I got their shirts. I got their pants. I got everything from Quince. Quince is my spot for quiet luxury without paying those luxury prices. Quince offers a range of must-have items like 100% European linen, under $50, luxurious mulberry silk skirts, and of course, Italian leather bags and 14 karat gold jewelry from, get this, $30. All their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you're going to have them in that closet forever, unless you wear them out, which I may because I literally wear them every day. I know you're wondering, how do they do it? Well, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman, passing the savings right on to you and to me. What's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes so you can feel good about getting high-quality items that are going to last you longer. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com slash roses to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E 
dot com slash roses for free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash roses we're coming out of spring and we're headed into summer it's a great time of year it's a time for renewal for me that means reconnecting with friends and family i haven't seen for a while and when i do i want to make sure i have plenty of wine on hand to celebrate with that's why first leaf is a great option. As America's most personalized wine company, First Leaf takes the worry and guesswork out of buying quality wines, especially if you're somebody like me who knows maybe a little bit about these things, but not enough, not enough to really make a great decision. They make the decision for you. To get started, you just answer some specific questions about your wine likes and dislikes on First Leaf's website. And these can be things that are about the people you're buying it for as well if you're doing it as a gift. It only takes about five minutes to create your own personalized wine profile. Then you get your very own wine concierge who's going to use those responses to curate a customized selection of delicious award-winning varieties from rosés to sparklings and everything in between. It's all based on your personal preferences on those questions you answered. These hand-selected wines are going to be delivered to your door within a few days with each bottle priced lower than what you'd pay at a wine store. You even get to choose when you get the wine. Plus, Every selection is backed by First Leaf's 100% satisfaction guarantee. And if you have questions about your wines, like what to pair them with, for example, First Leaf's personal wine concierge team is there to offer that expert advice. So it takes all the guesswork out. I love reconnecting with friends and family over bottles of First Leaf wine, and I bet you'll feel that way too. So give First Leaf a try. Head over to tryfirstleaf.com roses to sign up and save 50% on your first six hand curated bottles plus free shipping. That's T-R-Y. F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses to save 50% on your first six bottles plus free shipping. Try firstleaf.com slash roses. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You know. We then see two yogis and the lady yogi says, do you know what tantric yoga is? It's an ancient practice using sexual energy to make love life hotter and relationship deeper. And this homage to yoga with Adrian was my... Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. This tantric yoga instructor was also my... Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. Uh, love the spirit guides, especially if they are going to be involved in some kind of chemistry play, leading you through some kind of chemistry ritual, whatever the whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. This was a fantastic one. Uh, we've seen on Paradise many of these types of bystanders 
Uh, they're always entertaining to me. Me too. I feel like this is this is the type of date that they give to two people who they're like trying to push together. Yeah. It's not a dinner date. And it's also, you know, they play porn music during this. So it's kind of like you're not getting that good girl. They're not going to put Serene Russell in this. No. I mean, these are the dates where they have crystals being dangled over genitalia (laughs) to produce erections. Yes. You remember. Who are you? Wells Adams? Don't use that language around me. (laughs) (laughs) My apologies. Uh, These dates are not typically prestige dates. In fact, they never are. It's always used to be a bit of a fool edit. But sometimes it can lead to mm-hmm. lasting relationships. Evan Bass and Carly Waddell had one of these dates where they covered each other in paint and rolled around. Yeah, Serena Pitt and Matt James, too. We get graphics of Shanae counting Tyler's abs, and she says that every one of her cracks is wet. We then cut back to Logan confiding in Alio and Andrew Spencer. I'm upside down now. I'm battling with my appreciation of her what would she do if she was in this position and they intercut this with her sexy yoga poses i don't want to disrespect shanae and they cut directly to shanae making out with tyler villain edit they scripted him to say the word position what would she do if she was in this position they literally told him to rephrase it. Whatever he said, he oh was my like, "God, you're right." You know, he's probably like, "I, I don't know what she's doing right now." You're Can right. you say it like you don't know what she would do in this position? And then they cut to her in a fucking like sweaty pretzel with Tyler Norris. I, I mean, that's how you're deep right. this shit you're is right. going. That's how much control they have over everything we're seeing. It's too much. Yeah. This isn't what you do as a producer. You create the situation, you let the players play. That's the best version of the show. It's always going to be. Always was, always will be. And throw in some fucked up crazy shit every once in a while. Happy to see it. A Chase Rice or something like that. Great. You can't control it to the fucking dialogue. Chase Rice the singer? Yeah, Chase Rice the singer. Anyway, back at the hotel, uh, we see Tyler and Shanae doing their chemistry play. And we're cutting back and forth between Logan uh, you know, saying, oh, what was me? I don't want to disrespect Shanae. And we just keep seeing this cut back and forth, back and forth, until finally Shanae and Tyler are kissing. And on the beach, Spencer is reminding Logan that, you know, she did kiss James Bonsall right in front of you. You should uh, do an open uh, open options, dude. And then another date card comes in. Sarah Hamrick, time to get back in the saddle. She asks Logan. He accepts. All of this is scripted. He ITMs excitement and being flattered, but also terror at ruining, ruining what he has with Shanae. He's going to put his worries about Shanae to the side, figure out when he comes back from the date what he'll do. Portion 7 then begins. Daytime. The guys are all at the beach playing sharks and minnows <laughs> in the pool. Didn't know this was a game. They appear to, be, appear to be having fun. You never played sharks and minnows? No. I don't know how it goes. Oh, my God. It's like what everybody tries to swim to the other side of the pool and one person's a shark and they have to tap you and you try to get past them. It's before my time, I guess. The shark picks off. What? It was before my time, I guess. I don't know this game. Before your time? Because I'm older than you? Oh, right. That's not what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, before your time. (laughs) I meant I um, was... The boomers love sharks You know what I meant? (laughs) I meant maybe it's a game that has come into popularity after I exited childhood. Um, I don't yes. know the opposite of before my time whatever that would be I don't know they intercut the Sharks and Minnows game with 
girl snoring noises back at the estates. They're going full Ashley eye on the girls. We see Alex sadly eating pie. They play more Muzak. And Australian Adam says the mood is definitely a bit flat. Lace says it looks like social distancing. And Tabletop says this isn't what we expected. So far we've met women with connections. And Olu even tries a little prank. Aaron's here to try to get Genevieve to wake up. Nothing can get her, though. She's in a coma. Tabletop then <laughs> ITMs that this group of women are unhappy. It's like a gas leak. <laughs> <laughs> they probably fucking slip some melatonin into her drinks. Tabletop ITMs that this group of women are unhappy and exhausted, and they all want to see other people. Olu tries to get Victoria to engage in a chicken fight in the pool. She refuses. This was hard for me to watch. A oh, horrible. chicken fight denial. This is probably the only time in the history of Bachelor in Paradise that that has ever happened. Victoria then ITMs. The more they talk to these new guys, the more they miss their old guys. Parisi ITMs that she's not even going to give the new guys a chance. She says Shanae is the only person really who's going on dates. We go back to that one-on-one between Tyler and Shanae. She tells Tyler that she's open to meeting new guys. And you have to be selfish in Paradise. He agrees. This is the second time now this is being hit. This is a valid strategy. This is not a villain edit. It is a justification of her actions. Shanae ITM's feeling more concerned uh, to Tyler with Tyler than to Logan. We see a bunch of kisses, and we see the one-on-one date then with Logan and Sarah. They ride horses down the beach. He ITM's terror at even holding her hand because he doesn't know what it will do to Shanae, but he had to watch her date someone for four days right in his face, so he's justified in doing this. Uh, they encounter a picnic. He ITMs giving himself a chance at the picnic. He tells Sarah Hamrick that he's excited for the date. Today is about getting to know her, having fun with her. That's all he's worried about. And she says, you can choose what's best for you and maintain respect for other people as well. And he says, everyone, including himself, is entitled to the strongest connection. This is, again, uh, that idea that like you got to look out for number one. And that is justified and okay in the season of Paradise. We get some full edit score creeping in here. And he continues to say how glad he is to be there. Then we go back to the date with Shanae and Tyler. They get in a pool. Sarah and Logan are now getting in the ocean. We're now cross-cutting an almost mirror image of these these exact dates happening. We get cross-cutting between uh, each of the couples going into the water. Shanae does a standing <laughs> hooju in the pool Aquatic with Tyler. Aquatic chemistry play parallel shots. <laughs> it's just like unnecessary and strange at this point. And we see them going back and forth. There's kissing, night falls, and then we get a casting card. Is your love life messier than this mess? If so, we can help. The show? <laughs> Is your love life just like this show? Come on this show, and it can continue to be like this show, but we'll make fun of you publicly. <laughs> and we'll do funny hand gestures at you and face play. Yeah. We'll flash Illuminati hand signals at you while we destroy <laughs> yeah. your psyche. <laughs> Uh, on the beach, Logan says he's enjoying Paradise more, had a great one-on-one. Jacob says, do you love her? They both laugh, which was funny. Jacob recaps all of the turned heads of the guy players, and we see Andrew Spencer with Jasenia. She has prepared a dinner date with heart-shaped pizza. This is extremely for TRR. Jasenia says, do you mind if I feed you? Wants to do some food play. I like Jasenia coming in strong. Absolutely. Fantastic move here. She ITMs that she's there for a husband, and she asks him about Brittany. He tells her that she's got him out of his funk, and it, she was very intentional with him, but he has his guard up, so she's 
she's so unexpected, and he doesn't usually do that. It scares the shit out of him, he says. And she tells him that she was nervous to talk to him, too. He tells her that he feels they have similar likes. They nerd out together, they say. She says she did the pageant thing, and she's girly, but hey, she likes video games. She's never Pogo. Yeah, you should get more Pogo on the show. She has never dated anyone who has had similar video game interests to her, and she wants to be his safe space and see where it goes. And he says he's feeling something for sure. That's a love level one. Always love when people are like, "We're such nerds. You're a nerd. I'm a nerd." It's like I like when hot people do it. Yeah. What's what level is your dragonborn bard in Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition? Oh, no. You're not a nerd, are you? How many cards shy of you are from a beta Magic the Gathering set? Do you have any shinies? That's what I'm saying. Shinies ain't a nerd. I'm too hot to be a nerd. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I do is cool because of my hotness. Yeah, I understand. Andrew Spencer takes Jasenia's love level one and says those are words I need to hear and he ITMs he's starting to have a little spark with her starting to really click and she's freaking gorgeous and of course he then takes this opportunity to pull her to the outdoor shower pick her up and make out in the shower with their clothes on what in the hell you just do that sometimes sometimes you just have an a shower outside and you want to kiss somebody. And so you pull them into it while it's on. It's a very common thing. Probably punch someone if they dragged me into a shower with my clothes on. This is a hundred percent scripted. The producers have told them that's where they're going to kiss in the fucking shower. The show is off the rails and I fucking love it. I just think there's so much (laughs) data that's coming out of this. It's like, we've never seen anything like this before. The game is fucking changing and when it I changes, know. I think it gets better. I don't know where this is eventually going to shake out, but I think it's eventually going to be better off for this. I think it'll be Love Island, and it will be better for it. <laughs> I don't think it can be that overt, though, and still be The Bachelor. I I don't know. I don't know where it's going to wind up, but like we're going somewhere new. Shit has yep. been very same for a long time, and once the very pandemic same. hit... Shit has fucking really. Pandemic has has changed our beloved game in many ways. <laughs> Forever, I, it can it can, it'll never be the same, and I'm very curious to see where it winds up. But we see all this kissing in the shower. Meanwhile, at the hotel, we see Shanae lying on a bed. In the corner, we see a superimposed uh, Chiron over this black and white footage with the words "Boom Boom Cam." So they get a boom boom room in the hotel. That's what I presume. That also has a camera in it. I know the boom boom room at the beach also has a camera. We saw Ashley I. Kennedy doing bean quesadilla farts on it. But it's the idea of the boom boom room, generally speaking, and I guess it's different in paradise, is that you don't have cameras on you. You have to have them for a little bit. But it's also like not, you know, when they say the boom boom cam, it's like they also have color footage of her in that room. The boom boom cam is just they are treating that video with a filter. Oh, to make it look like a security camera. Yes. And that and then they write boom boom cam on it to further reinforce the idea that this is just like the camera in that room. But anyway. Right. They're making it look as if they have snuck this camera in there. Correct. That she's not aware of it. 
Shanae is getting ready in the boom boom room. Love this move for her. She says she wants to extend the date. She feels something. And when we when they were in the pool, he got something, and that means something. <laughs> her, Talking she, about boners. He, he yeah. got a situation. Yeah. Clues. Sorry. He had a crystal dangled over his genitalia. No. <laughs> situation we've already agreed to this oh right i forgot <laughs> we get some one-on-one time with tyler and shanae they have some drinks she itms having big plans and wanting to make it back to the boom boom room with him then jill chin comes over <laughs> sits down she's eating a snack <laughs> and she just says i hate it here <laughs> and this next you know one minute of footage here we see is a fucking masterpiece of play by jill chin shanae asks her if she wants to get a drink Hint, hint, get the fuck out of here. I got my own plans. And Jill is like, uh, what? She either doesn't understand that this is a hint or doesn't care and hijacks the conversation completely. <laughs> she has taken over this very important chemistry play one-on-one time from Shanae and Tyler Norris and her full interruption and hijacking of this screen time was my... Play, 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 play of the game. <laughs> it was unreal. She starts talking about Rapini, how he's weird, and how she misses his strangeness. And she's seen his situation. <laughs> yeah. All of the weird shit that's gone on between them completely destroys the mood. Shanae and Tyler go their separate ways, and Shanae heads to the Boom Boom Room. Tyler says, I've seen this situation, too. Because yeah. he, I forgot that he had come in, and he was the shirtless one in the group photo. Yes. Shanae ITMs that she's a cockbuck. Oh, Jill also says that he carries athlete's foot cream in his pocket. Is that athlete's foot cream, or are you just excited for, in your situation to see me? <laughs> anyway we get a cock block cam and shanae flips it off fuck you jill okay so she knows the camera's there portion nine kate itms jacob is hotter than the devil's dick with tahine and the girls watch the guys work out and we see jesenia and kate discuss how rodney's head is turning towards eliza meanwhile eliza and rodney are future casting about traveling around europe Notably, they don't intercut this with Lace crying. And then we see Rodney telling Andrew Spencer that Lace has a bit on his mind. Hope she's not just sitting there sulking. And we see back at the estates, Lace is crying. And Victoria says, talk to someone if you think they're cute. Back at the beach, Aaron pretends his back hurts in this little moment to reveal the date card. He is the gift that keeps on giving. It's an understanding of the game that is at is such an extremely high level, higher than anybody else on that fucking beach. He knows, oh, this moment will be in the document. Cameras are on me. Whatever I do here will make it into the show. So let me not waste a fucking moment of it. Yeah. I'm going to do a little comedic bit. I'm going to put a piece of flair on this that nobody else is fucking thinking to do. And he just shows you, even in the small things, how much better he is than everybody there. Nobody's thinking of these things. Yeah, it's kind of like Demi, just putting a little yes. flair on every single moment that you're on camera. Rodney gets the third date card, picks someone who's the apple of your eye, hitting this 
fact that he came in an apple tot and has nothing to do with apples in his life again. And Lace ITM, she thinks she has a 50-50 chance of Rodney choosing to twist. And we see he chooses Eliza. She loads love level one for him. They go to this nice 40RR dinner. Rodney's so excited to learn more about her. His goal is to leave in a relationship, and he wants someone he can bring home to family and friends. And he's had this feeling since she walked in that he could be successful in this experience. Eliza's like, yeah, day two, I'm already like, yep. And we, <laughs> they kiss. We cut back to the estates, a storm and lace in bed alone. They are doing this icon dirty. Yeah, it really is sad to see this. And I have to say, she was a bit of a villain in her original season on Paradise mm-hmm. anyway. You know, I think this is just what you have to expect from Queen on Bachelor. Now. What's that? You mean on Bachelor she was a villain? Yeah. And on Paradise a little bit. I don't really remember her on Paradise, except for the tattoos. Right. But uh, this is just what you got to expect. And this is what they do to, again, they even say like, I Canadian high honor royalty. They say that in the document this season. And then their whole storyline is about farting and not being able to have sex. Give me Caesar. We cut from Lace and Bed Alone to Rodney making out with Eliza against the wall. And then she's putting on makeup. Time to go back and see if Rodney and I are on the same page. They're blowing up the premise of Kaza more immediately after they started with this. Have her wander the halls crying and getting in a car. And they're setting her up for just abject failure here. There is no good way to come out of this. And portion 10 begins. Lace's car is rolling through the night. We get a little bit of a horror music score here. And then we see the beach at night. Clancy, Johnny, and Brandon come to Wells where they're forced to re-explain everything, including Rodney and Eliza's new relationship. They explain he's going to have to talk to Lace when she comes back. And Wells makes this joke about how Lace is going to react, calls her Hurricane Lace. And they're all, all the guys are like, what? She, I don't know anything about who's Lace. Who yeah, insinuating person? that she's crazy. Right. Not that producers have just completely fucking wrecked her, have sent her into this game. And she has built some kind of an emotional connection to this guy. And then they immediately just fucking destroy it for their own entertainment. But she's Hurricane Lace. It's her reaction that's going to be fucking crazy. Clancy then gets an ITM talking about the Rodney Eliza date going so well, but now being stressed about Lace coming back. Again, putting more pressure on it. Then we see Kate, Jacinia, and Sarah talking with Rapini about Rodney and Eliza's date. As they talk, Lace shows up at the gates to hell and descends to paradise. The beach reacts to her arrival with surprise. Jacinia says out loud, Rodney's on cloud nine from his date, and he's going to come back and walk right into this. Exactly as the producers have planned it. All of this is timed impeccably uh, by the producers. It's perfectly (laughs) orchestrated. Lace comes to the guys and says, hey, where's Rodney? They're all, including Brandon here, 4TR Puppy Dog, he's like, uh, did the, anybody else come with you? Are you the only one? Where's the other women? All he's thinking about is fucking serene. It's insane, uh, <laughs> this level 4TR Puppy Dog play. I'm really, really enjoying it this season. It was good on his season of Bachelorette, but this shit yeah. is just fucking beyond. It is, it's a level I've never even contemplated. The and crying at Serene's dress was... I've never seen anything like that. Unbelievable. Re- I mean, he really has taken a a sub-style of 4TRR play and elevated it almost to its own fucking thing. It's a beautiful thing to watch from him. But, nonetheless, she 
denies this request. She's like, fuck all that. Uh, where's Rodney? <laughs> <laughs> they say he's on a date, but it should be over pretty soon. And the guys invite her to sit down with them. She's not okay, clearly. She asks him how Rodney's feeling. They all divert. Nobody wants to get involved in this or speculate about anything. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for him. You got to ask him yourself. And, They're and- like, enemy signs in war. No one wants to divulge information without the other one revealing it. It's totally. Great. I think even the move to have her sit down was a little risky. It's like, eh, just... Right? Have her go along. Don't if get involved in the conversation. I'd do, do Blaze of Glory. I'd be like, she turned. She didn't. Shanae turned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, fuck man. you. <laughs> Andrew then asks if anybody else came with her. She explains it's just her. She's just there to talk to Rodney. And at the gates to hell, we see Rodney and Eliza, Eliza returning. And he says he's grateful and thankful. He tells her there's nobody else he'd rather spend the night with. All exiting here. Brandon tries to get info from Lace about the other women at the hotel. She turns it back to them. Uh, uh, he goes, does Serene miss me? And she goes, does Rodney miss me? <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do any of you miss anybody? She tries to get info from them, but they deflect again. So there's like stonewalling each other here. Not for them to say he's going to be back soon. And they ask her if she's okay. She says she's not. We get some tears. At the gates to hell, Rodney and Eliza kiss, kiss. Rodney ITM's excitement and goosebumps from Eliza, a rare feeling, so special. They walk onto the beach in good spirits as he ITM's ready for anything that comes their way. They descend to the sands, holding hands. Lace sees it. The new women pull Eliza away immediately as soon as she gets there. Come on, saving we have to talk her. To you. Love that. Rodney comes over to the guys. Lace is sitting there, and Clancy, ITM, is feeling bad for Lace. Rodney pulls Lace to go talk. They walk to a daybed, and it is to be continued. Next week, the promo, Lace is betrayed. The split continues. Tears everywhere. Hearts are going to be broken. We see hammer tears. Tears are flowing, and the women lose their minds. They say that. <laughs> Spanking. New relationships will grow. Tyler and Brittany, Victoria and Alex, and then the original women Return to paradise. Who will get their happy reunion? Brandon Serene. Who will be heartbroken? Things get messy. And who's not uh, going down without a fight? Shanae, Logan, and Sarah seem to be fighting. We get a tag. It is Clancy, Brandon, Kate, and Rapini talking about their favorite fries and likening them to penises. Or I like the limp fries, too. Clancy, a relatable king. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, that... Ends our recap. This very short episode is coming to a close. But before we go, obviously, we have to ask, who was your MVP? A tight two hours for her pivot play, for giving the producers what they wanted from the split. Shanae was my... M-M-M-M-V-P. I feel like all storylines are focused on Shanae. I, no one else was doing anything interesting to me this this game hmm. of the of the female players. Well, interesting play. I agree with you, but it was not my MVP. This week, Michael Olio was my M M M M M V P. I don't know what this man has done in terms of third audience play, but whatever the fuck it is, they he got them to disappear him 
from the biggest catastrophe that they orchestrated all season. He did not even know it happened. That's how fucking uninvolved he was with it. His edit, like, not even other footage of him from another place on his one-on-one with Daniel Maltby, that didn't even get cut into that. He was completely immune from it. And again, I don't know what the actual play was, but whatever he's doing for third audience play is some of the most powerful shit I have ever seen in the history of the fucking game. They are crafting a perfect edit for him. There is nothing out of place. Even the thing where he dismissed fucking Sierra, saying, my grief walls are too bad, I think I'm going to hurt you, you have to go. That's now gone away, great, you use that, and here's somebody else for you. We're giving you a rose, we're keeping you out of this drama, we're giving you a justifiable excuse for why you have to get rid of the first person, or at least we're cutting it to seem justifiable, even though logically it's not. You're not going to have to compete with other guys for Danielle. You're not going to have to be seen looking at other women and deciding to all eggs, Danielle. They're just automatically in a couple, a protected couple. It's absolutely it is what he's wild. Doing I can't wait to see where it winds up, and I can't wait to listen to his new Bachelor Nation podcast. Probably out next year sometime. <laughs> but I mean, if he's not, who are they giving it to? He's definitely seems the most favored of anyone. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he's got it if he wants it. We will see. Time will tell. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We will be back on Friday with This Week in Bachelor Nation, and we will be breaking down all of the sauce war front breaking news in the in the social media world. From the front lines. God, there's so much going on in it. I cannot wait to be done recording this very episode so that I can go on Twitter and look at what has been done in the past two hours as we've been recording. <laughs> but thank you again, everyone, for joining us. And before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,513 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 